Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Hamish Blake and Tom Ballard. Uh, we have a very exciting live show coming up this weekend, if you can believe it or not. The 28th of August, 8pm Melbourne time. Uh, you can recalibrate that from wherever you are in the world because it is happening on Zoom. We did one of these. The last one of these we did was a year ago. I think almost to the day, actually. But we're back. Wow. We're doing it again. We're locked down. Most of Australia is locked down. So we are back doing one of our infamous, long, stupid Zoom shows. Carl, are you excited? Absolutely excited um, to make money, yes. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a big live show. It's not that much money. So get along to littledumdumclub.com. Wherever you are in the world, you can you can yep. uh, get a ticket to a live show. There were heaps of fun. We did three of them last year in lockdown. Thought we'd never do one of them again. <laughs> and good news, um, the world's still a bit fucked. So, uh, yeah, we get to do it again. So it'll be heaps of fun. Hopefully as much fun as, as it was last year, Tommy. Yes. Uh, check that out, littledumdumclub.com. You can find the links to all of that. We'll talk to you more about it at the end of the episode in Talking Dum Dum. But until then, enjoy this new episode with Hamish Blake and Tom Ballard. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. And joining us today, two very special guests. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Tom Ballard and Hamish Blake. Yes! Yay! We're Everyone. back, baby. Oh, Hamish, you moved away from <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, we, we weren't able to have you regularly pop into our live shows anymore. And all it took was cases absolutely spiralling up there for you to be locked inside and back on the show. Feels Surfing good, I'm going to say. Yeah, it's, feels, it's good. I'm an absolute black belt when it comes to lockdowns now. Did the full yeah. Melbourne lockdown, moved to Sydney just in time to do it yep. all again, baby. Yeah. 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 This is. Well, we thank is, you and the listeners thank you. I'm like the special ops version of, of lockdowns. Like, if you want a yeah. guy that knows how to lockdown, you come see me. Well, well, you're, you're, you're the face of Australian tourism. Can you tell me where I can go on holidays within five kilometres of Hawthorne? <laughs> tell you what, I can, I, can see a, uh, I can see a little window in the reflection of your wardrobe mirror there. And I, well, I hear that's lovely this time of year. I, I, if, I to, if, I had to, if I had to holiday in any of our backgrounds, I'm 100% choosing Tommy's, the electronic drum kit. Has yes. a yep. lot yes. of interest from this guy. <laughs> yep. I've I've owned yep. two in my life. I've actually owned three electronic drum kits, and okay. the third one was where I was like, "No, seriously, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm really going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to learn. Yeah, I'm going to learn." Hang on, and it took hang on, it, it took you three. So did you buy two different ones and then yep, throw them sold, away? Bought sold. So the oh, very right. first one I bought was like <laughs> it was probably like twelve years ago. I was living with two of my buddies, John and Hayde, living in a bit of a. We had like a kind of the house from Big, the movie. Like we had like arcade oh, games. Yeah, and yeah. We had a room yeah. with a table tennis table that we, and all John's shit furniture. The room, the couches went to die in and had a table tennis table. So I was like, we've got this little nook next to the kitchen. It was like an old house with a lot of weird rooms, kind of a bit wizardy. And so I was like, what, what can we put in the nook? And I was like, let's get an electronic drum kit. That is what we need mm-hmm. in this house. Bought it on it, like bought it on a whim on eBay, texted the guys. I was like, guys, don't get like, get excited. When you get home, 
we have an electronic drum kit. <laughs> I, except, as you would know, Tommy, you either need to put headphones on or plug yep. it into an amp because the kit is just a series <laughs> of pads that yeah. make Plastic. a fake drum noise and through the magic yep. of computers, it simulates drums. John was such a child that, like, we got home that night, like, at 5 o'clock. John was in his undies, just, like, like Red Hot Chili Peppers style, <laughs> just, like, it, just un- only undies, like, playing the kit as hard as he could. Turn, he turned around and went, mate, this is awesome. It's like, John, <laughs> it's, it's not plugged in. Like, it's, you're, just, you're, just, you're playing, like, you're, like, playing ice cream tubs. You're, like, you're just... You're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're playing the acoustic drums. <laughs> You're playing the acoustic yeah. electronic drums, which is not yeah. a great sound. It's like they're all the same noise, Johnny. Like you're playing mouse pads, basically. Yeah. Like, and then I we play like I bought home the amp, so I plugged it in and then turned it on, and it makes all the different drum noises. And then it, that blew his mind. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh and it was a, so. Were any of you at that point? Were you any of you like into the drums at all? Like, did he know how to play, or was he just like getting on there? No, no, no. We all just around. loved the, the vibe of it, and and I yeah. had I was like, I don't want to. Learn, but I just want to learn how to play cool songs. I'm not interested in timing. I'm not interested in notes. I just want to yeah. rock. And <laughs> Timing is I've a had, big one. <laughs> I've had several attempts at music with that policy. Like, I'd love to learn piano, but I'm, I'm not doing the letters. I'm, not, I'm just not doing the notes. I just want to yeah. learn how to play like, yeah, I want to learn how to play like the best, <laughs> the best jazz piano in the world, but I'm not interested in the technical side of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people rocking up to the Blake household over the years from Gumtree buying a lot of secondhand musical equipment. <laughs> Mate, we are yeah, we're we're like we're like a Gumtree hub. We basically yeah. we have a, we we I, I just have at the front of my house like those masking tape X's for social distancing because I'm we have cues that often outside the house. Just yeah. like, people come to pick up the shit that I bought online. <laughs> Your house is an exposure site. COVID ripping just its way through the all, Australia all, Post network. You're always just 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 tier three, just because the chances are someone's got it. Like always, just a steady hum tier three site. So you get rid of the first drum kit, and then when's the second one coming to your life? It was what, exactly what the same way. I was like, because that was a cheap one. We bought like an eight hundred dollar one or something like, which is not cheap, mm-hmm. but there are really high end ones. So I started. I was like, we're not learning this, and then. Then, like, I, the same the same kind of bug caught me two years later, and I was like, no, this time I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> just fell by the wayside. Yeah. Then the third one came back when we're on, we're on radio and we, like, formed a band. And, yes. and then I was like, okay, I'll be the drummer and I'll get into this. And that one, <laughs> that one I still own. But yep. it's, as you can tell from, I don't know how often you're playing your drum kit, like, they're a pretty, they take up a fair bit of surface area in the house. Yep. Yeah. And if you're not playing it on the reg, it's <laughs> really begins to like gnaw away at you with how much space it's taking up. So I gave mm-hmm. it to Jack, our who presses the buttons for us on our podcast on the Hamish and Andy show, because he's like quite into music. And he's like, man, I was like, look, I'm going to rent the kit to you for a dollar a month. Pretty good deal. <laughs> okay. This is good. <laughs> and yep. he's like, yes, love it, man. Love it. Going to play him a lot. And and then Andy's like, "Don't do it, man. He's just doing it because they're fucking annoying to store." And yeah. then two two months, and I made Jack sign like a three year lease. Great <laughs> for thirty six dollars. Thirty six bucks, nice. And then and then like two months later, Jack's like. I think I want to give them back. It's like, mate, you signed a lease. Yeah. <laughs> they, yep. they, they, they enjoy them. I've, You've rented them. I've spent 
I spent the thirty six bucks. You can't get it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then no, I rented the. I, he didn't buy the stool. I read, sold the stool to him for ten bucks as well. Oh, uh, nice. Go. <laughs> Sure. Well, I think I can beat that. When I first moved to Sydney uh, to do radio, I wanted to keep playing the piano. I had a piano in my uh, childhood home. I had piano lessons when I was growing up. And I moved to Sydney, and I thought I deserved a treat uh, for getting this big, big, fancy job. So I bought a pianino, which is like a shortened version of a of a, of a a real piano, right? So not an electric keyboard, because I didn't like electric keyboards and like weighted keys or whatever. I didn't get the real sensation of playing a um, piano. Yeah, I get it. So full, heavy pianino. Uh, installed in my uh, apartment in Sydney, which had to go up 60 stairs. I uh, had to get t- two <laughs> giant Tongan men to lift it up those stairs, which I enjoyed. And uh, never played it once. Never played it once. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's your history? What's your history on the piano? I got the lessons in high school and I really loved Ben Folds, big Ben Folds fan. So I really tried Great. to learn all his songs. What, and uh, what's, really your, what's, your, what's your best song? What was your best song? Like, were you like, okay, I can... Uh, if, 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 if we gave you a week of brushing back up, what could mm. you get back up to? I know a song by Ben Folds 5 called Philosophy, which kind of looks impressive when you play it. That was probably as good as I mm-hmm. got. Yeah, That's uh, that's I, like 98% of the reason you, anyone would learn piano. Yeah, well, I yeah. did it for the pussy. You know, the piano pussy is pretty good. So, um, obviously that I mean, I've, well. I've, 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 got, I've got two keyboards. Same same thing. I had to do lockdown last year and I bought a keyboard, like a piano, like not a synth, but like a, a replica kind of keyboard to learn so you can play piano because I thought it would be awesome to come back home because I was away from my family for three weeks. And I was like, if, imagine coming back through the door and being like, guys, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Dad's a pianist. Because I was making, I was shooting Lego, Lego Masters. I was shooting the Lego show and I was like on set all day. I thought I could have it in my green room, but that didn't work. So I just had it at the service department I was living in. I love this, by <laughs> the way, the thought that, the thought back yourself, Hamish, like the thought yeah. that you're away from your kid, your five-year-old kid or whatever for like yeah. three weeks and the thought that you're going to walk through the door and he hasn't seen you for three weeks and your thought is, He's going to say, "Yeah, but can you play Green Sleeves?" I was trying to learn um, the Snoopy theme song, like by Wynton Marsalis. Do you know that? That do 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 do. You remember that, like the jazz piano that they put over the Snoopy yep. cartoons, right? And I was, I was going all right, but you know, the, all the time in my head because I can't again can't play piano. But I was like, it, it, it's just got to be like timing, hands, placement, and. Pressure, right? Like you know, surely if you just watch it enough, you can remember the pattern. Like, I, yeah, I, playing I, piano is like falling off a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, mean, I, I know that the whole reason they teach you the notes and like how to read music is the same reason they teach you the alphabet and how to understand words because that's it's easier to then read a book rather than remembering the whole yeah. book after someone but tells been, it to you. You've been spoiled by your experience with the drums because the drums you very much can vibe it out. You can just get right. on the stool. Totally. And kind of and kind of feel it out, but every other instrument, you're in trouble if you think you're getting away with that. Well, I'll be honest with you. I we had a bet on the radio show after I bought the electronic drum, the third kit, which was that I couldn't learn "Stairway to Heaven" drumming in a month, and I learned it. I got it, and 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 the way I learned it was pretty much just listening to the song a hundred times a day, yeah. And yeah. Then then getting someone that was a good drummer to go, okay, so you know, well done, you know the song, but he's yeah. Here's how you take it from your brain to your hands, and you've got to kind of do it this way. And it was like I was obviously not John Bonham, like I was the, like a really shit version. But I played it with a like we did a gig at the corner, 
and like 500 people came and paid $2, I think it was, to like for one song. <laughs> so it was like a yeah, very great. quick, cheap daytime gig. Do you want to come and watch one man try and, try and drum um, Stairway to Heaven? So you can be done with drums. Can I just ask? So it's it's what was it? Two dollars a month for the to hire the drums. Two bucks to get into one the a, corner hotel to see you guys. Month, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to see you guys. I'm, I, yeah, play. I'm, I'm running like do, you, you know, don't have this. You, you don't have the same contract with radio, do you? You don't. You know, <laughs> you up it a little bit, Diane. Thirty cents a word. Fifty cents. Fifty cents if it's a big one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I'm running. My drumming career runs off the same economics as like a lemonade stall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I used to get, I used to, I used to get like ten cents a handball when I played junior football, and twenty cents a kick and stuff. It's the same, it's the same economics. <laughs> Choppering you out to the country leagues. I like this big bet for your uh, corner hotel gig too. Of like, I bet you you can't learn the drums to a song that doesn't really have drums in it for about three quarters worth of the song. <laughs> good call. Good call. Fair enough. But let's not forget. I mean, that was noted because I was like, it's like a seven minute song and you're like yeah. the first five minutes and just yeah you're really taking a put your feet up there yeah just having to see it, tell it like you know thumbs yeah. up thing to the rhythm but guitar still, like yeah yeah but still yeah. counting yeah. along just like two three four next time there's a triangle one. in bohemian rhapsody yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Learn, that learn, horrible learn solo, the... solo bit in karaoke where you're just gonna... standing there in the three minute mark going yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bagpipe bit to who let the dogs out but <laughs> but but when it when it kicks in like it's for those that are familiar with the song like that last three minutes oh, yeah. is heckers and you've really oh, yeah. got to hang on. You've got to hang on. <laughs> Do you believe Bill Burr is a big drummer too? Do you believe he has a theory or a relationship between drumming and and comedy and like you know timing yep. and um, figuring figuring that out? Do you find that much relationship? In your, in your, I mean, you've done comedy and you haven't played the drums barely at all, but <laughs> but you feel like there's a relationship there anyway. <laughs> I believe it's intuitive. Yeah, I do. I believe yeah. that you know you got to you got to. But I I find like. I mean, again, real drumming is obviously a real skill and you have to really learn it like all music. But uh, but I, yeah, I, I think, is does everyone feel this way about drumming that it seems like to be the easiest walk? It's like 10-pin bowling where you can, for a moment, be the best in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you get a strike of yeah, all the yeah, sports. Sure. Like, you can't walk onto a cricket pitch and accidentally bowl at 150 k's an hour. Like, you <laughs> yeah. really have to get good for that. But you can 10-pin bowl at an elite level for a moment. Like, obviously, the, the sport is doing it repeatedly, but for a second. Yeah. If there is, if there was an infinite amount of monkeys in a room, they would eventually become Buddy Rich. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like it's, yeah. They would. They would. Yeah. It's definitely, like, that was the main reason. I always had an interest in drumming and, like, yeah, listening to a lot of music, I would always be like... I reckon I've figured out the drums to this. I reckon if I was in front of a kit, I'd just, I'd just know what I was doing. So I, I, I bought the kit because I essentially wanted to put it to the test. I love that. And Tom, you lived, uh, you lived in the room next to me when I, when I brought the drum kit home, so you can probably attest more than anyone. What was, what was my skills actually like? What were you hearing coming through the bedroom wall? <laughs> I was, whenever, whenever I was hearing anything coming through the bedroom wall, it was definitely out of rhythm, that's for sure. It was, <laughs> it was a, just always a master at work. <laughs> there we go. It really is like comedy. Do you know what I reckon? Do you know what I reckon? Now that I'm thinking about it, the false lure of the drums is, it's like we all love drumming on the desk. 
when we hear a great rock song or whatever. Yeah. And a, a desk and a, and a and a pen on a cup is like such a forgiving medium, and we hear yeah. what we want to hear. We we right. internally hear the absolute best version of that. When you have a snare drum and a cymbal, it's very unforgiving. It's like extremely yeah. obvious that you're not doing yeah. what you what you're meant to be doing. That's, so that's. That's funny. That's like saying, you know, where people say that that's why people sing in the shower because it's such great acoustics in the shower. If you could get a fucking drum kit in the shower, you would think oh. you're Ringo Starr. You would think you're Fuck. an absolute mm. fucking killer in there. Yeah, now, I mean, that is, that's, I guess that's how that German thigh music began, but that's, 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 <laughs> that, yeah, that's a heck of an instrument. I reckon that's good. But the piano, the piano I learned, piano I learned is hard. Like piano, you can't, you know, piano's tricky. It's really, and and because your fingers too, Tom. Like you would know. Like you got to. It's so you got to get your fingers so strong to like make all the different shapes. It's just Tommy very... wouldn't know this. He literally never touched the fucking piano he had in his house. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Look learning at... from you right now. He can play bedfolds though. All, all I could remember the whole time I was trying to learn this jazz song because I thought it would be great to wow the family was like. In the back of your head, you've got like 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours to master something. And you're like doing these annoying, like, eh, like, you know, you're doing like three notes in a row. And I just keep looking over at the clock. It's been like eight minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, oh, this is taking ages. Why aren't I the best yet? I, uh, similar to you with Ben Folds, Tom, I started playing bass when I was a teenager because I loved the band Jamiroquai and I wanted to learn those funky, those funky Jamiroquai bass rhythms. And I remember the other day, one time when I was at school, it was in year eight and I was listening to my discman and my friend walked into class and he went, what are you listening to? And I said, Jamiroquai. And he goes, why are you listening to the Jerry Maguire soundtrack? (laughs) Which like, (laughs) not a burn that has aged well at all. Like someone telling me that chucking on the Jerry Maguire soundtrack now, I'd be like, yeah, man, that slaps. It's like he thought the Jerry Maguire soundtrack was embarrassing. I was listening to something far more embarrassing. He really, he'd missed an opportunity to really take me to I guess in his head it was just like, not only are you listening to the Jerry Maguire soundtrack, but you've invented like a cool, fun slang name for Jerry Maguire, like yeah. Jamiroquai. <laughs> like, you've J-Lo'd Jerry Maguire. Yeah, the airy just gets in the way. I just want people to know this cool soundtrack I'm listening to. I mean, I was going to say, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for you, like a young a young Tommy going, I want to be JK. Yeah. And for all of us as kids wanting to be the musician that we idolise, like it's got to be one of the funnest pairings you could do because there's no there's no kid that was like oh you know I wanted to be Travis Scott or whatever and it's like oh yeah I could see that you're a cool kid like yeah you were always no <laughs> shot of being the person you idolised my brother and I'll throw him under the bus here my brother's is going to be the worst <laughs> because at least you're idolising someone pretty cool my brother in nineteen the early nineties was like. They, at their high school, they could like pick an instrument to play. And based off what was on heavy rotation in our house, because that was like, you know, whatever mum and dad are listening to is what you're subjected to. My brother chose saxophone because of Kenny G. Oh, and wow. If you put Lachlan Blake next to Kenny G, despite the age difference of one being like a 13-year-old and the other being like a 40-year-old, there couldn't be two different more different dudes. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. the sax, that- the sax too, you go through a big dip. Before you yeah. get to Kenny G, before you get to sexy level, there is a lot yeah, of honking. Yeah. You've got to go through yeah. the sax. 
The age where you just have the impulse to just be like a famous person that you like and think that you're pulling it off and think that it's cool. It's like I'm fooling people into thinking I'm actually this guy. I've somehow transferred the amount of cool that I think he has just because I've bought the same shoes that I saw him wearing in a video clip or whatever. Totally, Fuck. What's the What's the oldest you can be and get away with that? Are there any like? Well, I you know, suppose we're still any... doing it. I suppose what we're describing is marketing, <laughs> like basically. Yeah, kinda. Like, like basically I guess you're end. kind of doing a version of that at the moment, Carl. You're wearing a lot of. You've been wearing a lot of Liverpool stuff lately. That's been your big lockdown yeah. purchases. Yeah, that's probably but, but, the closest but, it comes in an adult form is like wearing sports kits, right? Yeah, like I was True. saying the other day, it's like I, I I'm not even buying like the, the I'm not even buying the the uniform that the players playing anymore i'm buying like the the stuff that the assistant youth team coach wears on the sidelines and stuff is, like it, is it more is that more like is that a more plausible fantasy for you yeah i guess so yeah yeah i can oh definitely i can see myself yelling at a lot of 16 year olds for sure absolutely i'm born to do that <laughs> i'm dressing up like the tub of gatorade that they pour on the coach yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Blanket grows up and maybe participates in some kind of team sports, are you gonna like take on the mantle of coaching? Because that you Man, would be incredible. It's yeah. Look, it would be really interesting. It's it's definitely something I'd like to step back from myself and look at. I'm I'm keen to find out what happens to me in that mindset because <laughs> I, I'm bringing the ball over to the park at the moment, and it's like you know all the playgrounds are like locked off at the moment, so it's like all right, we're just bringing a soccer ball, and my two year old daughter. Is just learning how to play soccer now, so Beautiful. it's uh, yeah. I'm already I'm already bending her mind a certain way, but she's she's pretty good. Like I, she's so good that I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I'm like I might have to become this this youth team coach that goes. Oh, you might nuts. have to become you might have to become a pushy soccer dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Man. exactly. Okay, you might yeah. have to get I mean, like. If if you buy mini witches hats before she's five and you're doing yeah. sprint drills, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've already got the outfit for it as well, so it's almost like, well, this would be a waste now. It'd be a waste if it's, I didn't do this. It, it yeah. is cute as hell when little kids play soccer. My daughter goes to, well, before COVID shut everything down, but there's like yeah, kick kickaroos. I think is the name of the soccer squad up here. So she's just turned four, but <clears throat> she did kick. She's doing kickaroos as a three year old. And some days she's feeling it at like, so they've got Coach Stu, who's like this English bloke who's great. And he like, you know, and you, it actually feels a bit more authentic because he got an English Englishman like teaching these kids soccer and stuff. He's like, you know, get, you know, they're pretty attentive and stuff. And then some days for it, she's just like, like one, one, I made the crucial error of like going, we're going to have a, um, we'll, we'll get like a mini cupcake after training. So like trying to get, you know, you like burn it and earn it. Like let's, let's, yeah, that, yeah. you can. And then, but then once it was big, in her mind, it's like, yeah, I exactly. Just, I, put, I, I was foolish. So put it in her mind. And then she's like, let's have it now. I'm like, well, no, yeah, that's yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an upfront payment system. And then yeah. just melt down, melt down. Yep. And just like the, the you know, this is, you, you run into this so many times, I reckon, with parenting where you're like gone to all this effort to get out the door, like getting out the door is so fucking hard. You make it all the way down to the field. And then to see, like a three-year-old just standing behind the soccer ball and kicking it with such little force that it won't move the ball. Everyone's like, come on, come on. And you're just like, this is, I'm not sure if, if this, if somehow then she's playing for the the World Cup, I'll be like, well, I don't know, something happened because it was not there at the start. And then then they have to do do headers where they have to knock a ball off a witch's hat and she wears a cap, like part of the uniform is a hat when you play soccer. (laughs) And again, 
hitting it with such low force, hitting it with the peak of her cap, and it won't move the <laughs> soccer ball off of which it's it's intense. We've we've got a, we've got an oval over the road from our house, and so um, that's our little uh, um, place for exercise. And today I went over there. Um, because my wife's working from home, she's on a big conference call. I get a phone call. I'll generally like use that as my form of exercise. So I've 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 got the headphones in. I'm talking. I go over there. There's a heap of people mucking around and whatever. And there's a tennis ball on the ground. And I was like, great, love it. You know, you know, can't help myself to kick a ball around. Yeah, yeah free tennis ball, tennis awesome. Ball. Yeah, exactly. So I'm talking to my friend and just zigzagging around, kicking the ball around for I reckon three to four minutes. And then I sort of feel, and because I'm talking, I don't really realise what's going on. And finally, I, I feel someone grab me, and I turn around, and it's an old lady who wants the tennis ball back because she'd thrown it for the dog to get, and I just started kicking around instead. So this woman with a dog's been following me around for three or four minutes. I just love that you. I, I hope that you, for that three or four minutes, you were just like slightly out in front of her, and she was at top speed, and she yeah, couldn't quite. Yeah. Get to so she's doing yeah. like. She's doing knee yeah. mobility drills as well. Oh, like man, honestly, honestly, I was way up the other end of the oval. Like I was at the other goals by then, and she's like tracked me nearly the whole oval over, <laughs> and and found a free walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dog during, doing during this? Is the dog just chasing you down, trying to get back well, in the mix? That's the thing I thought. Like you know, like grow some balls, dog. You're like you should be the one that comes and grabs the ball. Like you've got yeah. to get your mum to come and get the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like what are you training for? What are you training yeah. for every time you play fetch? This is it. Yeah. This is yeah. this yeah. is game day. <laughs> Did you then do a Man. shit and ask the old lady to pick it up with a plastic bag? <laughs> but yeah, no. It was that. It was that weird thing where it's like you know you're already in your own head and your own world because you've got the uh, headphones in and everything and then there's the whole social distancing stuff at the moment but this woman was clearly like had been talking to me or yelling at me or whatever and gone <laughs> no actually fuck this I'm 80 but I'm taking my chances with this guy and just grab me like give me the ball back yeah wow but it's getting hectic a- out there I mean, I don't. Know, I mean, just I don't know about you or not, Carl. Here, but don't you reckon that is one of the most beautiful things with kids? Like when the playground's closed, like so often you leave the house and you've got like I what I refer to as like you know you've got the dad plan, which is like guys, we're going to the park, we're taking the soccer ball, we're making goals. You know, this is what we're doing. But you get to the yeah. park, someone finds a stick. Someone else is just like, yeah. oh, my God, a dirty cup. Yes, that's a treasure chest. You're like, but, all right, that's what we're doing. Because yeah. really, when it comes down to it, like, you're just trying to kill an hour. And yeah. the, the, their kids don't care what they're playing with. They don't need a playground. That's just, playgrounds are kind of just a lazy tool. For, well, not a lazy tool. They're like an easy tool for parents to go, we went to a place that you kind of enjoyed. But the kids just want to play <laughs> anything and have you yeah. around. Yeah, I love yeah. the idea of you walking past a playground and going amateurs. Check them out. Lazy. My kids have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids have got. I'm, a, I'm coming back at night and I'm cutting it down. Yeah. <laughs> my kids have got a dirty cup and a syringe. Yeah. yeah the, the real activities are in the bin. <laughs> the, the playgrounds are, are closed at the moment, of course, in, in Melbourne at the moment, and so we've just got the park. So at the moment, my full time job is distracting my daughter from. Uh, the the existence of the playgrounds because it's quite hard to explain that's, why she can't get tough. on it. You know, she's she's two years old. So I went the, the other day with my wife on the weekend. What do you say? And I'm like, what's, what's, what do you well, go with? Well, the, that's, this is what's about to come up. So I was like, no, Dictator we can't Dictator Dan that. doesn't want you to have fun, sweetheart. Now, come on. We're <laughs> heading no, into the city. To the protest. That's why you got pepper sprayed. <laughs> and that's why we're doing it again. 
<laughs> Look, a horsey, you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see now. It was only a couple of days. <laughs> so so I did that. I went over there. I'm trying to distract my daughter. I'm, I'm there with my wife, and I'm like going, oh, no, we'll kick the ball. We'll do this. And she kept going, no, swings, swings, playground, swings, swings. So I'm like, okay, but we can't go there. We can't go there. It's closed. And she didn't really get it. And so then we, she just sort of marched away up there anyway. So we're like, okay, well, we'll just have to show her. And so we get up there. Someone had actually pulled the fence off around the playground. So then we, I couldn't sort of go, oh, well, look, it's closed off. You can't use it. Someone had already pulled it off. And so I'm sitting there trying to explain, trying to go, oh, how can I, how can I explain to her that we can't use it? And my wife just goes, the playground's dead. And she's like... <laughs> What? what? <laughs> the playground went to a farm with other yeah, playgrounds yeah. and it's going to just... Yeah, hang on. She <laughs> understands the concept of death? Yeah. No, because oh, yeah. No, but then, then she's like, what's death. dead? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, yeah because the playground didn't eat its green pesto pasta. So now it's yeah, dead. Yeah. <laughs> just like the, I told you last the, night. Yeah, the playground didn't finish its, sh- its shuttle runs after we kicked the ball. So <laughs> yeah. now it's the playground, dead. Now the playground doesn't think it needs to do ankle mobility, and yeah. now it's dead. <laughs> the playground got AstraZeneca and got a blood clot. <laughs> now it's yeah. dead. Just up one like leg it. of the swing set. <laughs> Man, but that's the thing. Man, my kids are my kids are obsessed with the death. You know, like or like love telling you about it. Like I got a seven and a four year old, and it's like, hey, dad, you know, it's like like quite quite grim confronting stuff to hear as a parent like you know like my little boy will go like dad unless unless something happens to me you'll die a lot sooner than i will yeah. I'm like, yeah. Whoa, wow. Yes, yes. Uh, just like playing the numbers. That's true. That's true. Like, you know, not, not, not for a very long time. He goes, not that long. About 80. You're halfway there. <laughs> Please stop like, playing that electronic drum kit. You don't have long left. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play with metal sticks on exposed wires. And so then then my, my daughter, like, we drive past a cemetery, like, near our house. And then my daughter's always like, hey, Dad. When I'm a grandma, I have to go in there and get in a grave. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, like old people turn themselves in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah. Have you got an open plot? I think it's yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and just All right, as soon as your you. child has yeah. a child too, just immediately. Yeah, like exactly. the baby yeah, comes yeah. out and you've got to go straight yeah. down Oh, there. my God, honey, I'm so, one in, so one happy. Out. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. I mean, obviously devastating news for me, but I'm, you're going to be a great mum. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. off. Uh, I'm off to the cemetery. Yeah, I like that idea of like going past and going. Any any vacancies this week? No. Oh, oh. and just yeah. slowly, sadly walking away. I don't get to be dead. Damn. I'll try. Yeah. I'll come back next week. And like a, I wasn't a going to, but a, a benevolent yeah. cemetery guard being like, I think you've still got some life in you, Bethel. No, come on. We know the rules. Put me in. <laughs> I've had a good time. I think you still seem vibrant. You could still contribute. No, I wouldn't think so. Wouldn't have thought. Because your daughter's name is Ethel, right? Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was my girlfriend's birthday on Friday, and her uh, her sister came over with her nephew, who's nearly three, and he's just started. He's just getting around full sentences, and one of the few full sentences he can speak now. Which he we went for a little walk. Like he he came around f- the they came around for a little walk around the block with us, and he's just this kid nonstop is just going. I want to go home. 
I want to go home. Just like yeah. pretty much the only full sentence he's got access to, and he's just giving it a red hot crack. And then it's like they they do any full tantrum. They end up leaving, and then within like an hour, there's the announcement that um, you know childcare is closing down here. It's like well. Be careful what you wish for, brother. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a whole lot of being at home going on now, isn't there? Man, how smart are kids? Because that is yeah. basically all of our internal monologue. But as we get older, we just have to shove it inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like he knew the closure was coming. It's like the vultures circling around a dead body in the desert, just like, I want to go home. I want to go home. It's like this little this baby knows something that the rest of us don't. Yeah, he dude. Can, he you... can sense it in the air. Where have you been for the past 18 months? Like, we've been home. We yeah. get it. I, I yeah. feel we've seen it. You didn't see it? We, you yeah. should have seen it. <laughs> How are you explaining the pandemic to your, your children, Hamish? How are you sort of explaining it out? We, it's been funny because, like, you know, it started 18 months ago. So when it began, like, my little girl was two, turning three, and now she's four. So it's sort of like... Yeah. She's fifty percent of her life has been in the pandemic, and a large and chunk of her life that she remembers is like, yeah, exactly, has yeah. been this scenario. So, in 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 some ways, I suppose, like for kids that age, that's there's a sadness to that. But then in another way, it's sort of like, well, it's not like it's not like she's got you know twenty years of like running around, having yeah. total traveling interstate and doing whatever you want and partying. So. I it's not like she knows. Like, it's not like she's travelled. It's not like she's got a very strong love for a, a country in Southeast Asia that she can't wait to get back to. That's and true. She doesn't have the government deep, is deep banning her from pains. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> she's exactly. Not, she's not investigating, like you know, how much would it cost for Elon Musk to build me a tunnel to Kosamui? <laughs> <laughs> just on a giant sled underground. Yeah, in a bin, she's in not a googling bin things bin t- like that. Just a bin tag tablet and a boner. <laughs> She's not googling things like that when everyone else goes to bed from ten thirty p.m. till midnight every single night. So yeah, she's lucky. She's one of the lucky ones. Just so saying to herself, "I want to go home. I want to go home." <laughs> so I mean, we like early days, like when it when it happened, we've kind of made it a tried to make it kind of a fun thing because we were like, you know, if you're at the supermarket with us, guys, like you can't touch anything. And like the reason we're wearing masks is we would always just, it wasn't a conscious thing, but like between my wife and I, we'd always refer to it like with wiggly fingers as the virus. And it became like a kind of a joke <laughs> that we had to kind of do this stuff because of the virus. And just to mm-hmm. keep the vibe up, I guess. I'm, But, you know, I got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, like their world, we're super fortunate. I mean, I, I'd be the first to say we're fortunate in a lot of ways. And, and one of them is that the kids are at that age where it's like, again, it, it different if you're like 16 or whatever. But when you're a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, like your world is the house anyway. It's like your mum and your dad, mm. your toys, your, like, you know, they're in the same bedroom. It's like every day is another weird, you know, like something is... You know, you're obsessed with being an Arctic fox and hiding under the bed, and yeah, I'm, yeah, all, I'm yeah, always sure. a slow herbivore, unfortunately, in these scenarios. <laughs> and, um, I always get given my character, which is a slow, oh, wow. herb, a, a slow herbivore with bad eyesight, um, <laughs> so I'm, like easily hunted in the in the hallway. But it's, so, so uh, you know, like they kind of get that stuff's going on, but. But that, I mean, they like my little boy fully understands. But he's he's been uh, at no no point does he complain. But it's shitty 
for I think the shittiness is happening at a level that they, they can't deal with. And I'm I can't really speak to kids of another age, but I'm sure it's happening. The higher you get up, the more it's like, yeah, this is not a natural way for human beings to be. Like Zoom is useless for school stuff. Certainly with seven year olds, like all they do is they just sit on there changing their backgrounds and their filters, and <laughs> it just teaches you how to be bored on Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm lucky at the moment. Like I'm not working too much. Like Zoe's working, but I can be with the kids and. Like, honestly, honestly, my goal every day is just keep the vibe up, try, like, try, create something different, whatever it is. I, I honestly feel, I feel like that to this Sydney lockdown's been, what, however long it's been going on, eight or nine or ten weeks or something, it feels like an open mic night where you got up with eight minutes of material and you've been on stage for ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd work is really wearing thin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, Look, any, any, anyone else here from number eight? Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Open mic nights, typically you get in a five-minute set, so you're getting up there with eight minutes of material you've yeah, already I, fucked I, I it. I thought it'd be sweet. Even if it ran over, I got three extra minutes. But now, Man. as we move into week eight... A lot of, yeah. oh, so what else is funny? Um, well, yeah. what, what, man, what, what, what? speaking of that, man, this is this is what I did on the weekend. So as time of recording, there was the, there was a protest, there was a march, you know, uh, whatever those people call themselves, you know, um, anti-lockdown protesters. Um, dumb fucks. So um, now is what I do find interesting is there is a subsection in Melbourne and probably in Sydney of like um, dumbass open mic comedians who – are now into this sort of stuff. And so when I saw the protests happening, I was like, oh, I, I remember one of these guys that's like right into it. And he, I think he got his head on like the front of the paper, you know, getting stepped on by a horse or something like that in one of these previous <laughs> protests. And, and like instead of being like really embarrassed, the sort of guy that obviously puts it up on social media and goes, check this out. Ch- check out me being kicked in the balls by a policeman. And it's like, yes. I'm like, you fucking idiot. So anyway, I've that gone is, straight You've got to give full credit to those kinds of protesters. It doesn't matter how much they get owned by the security yeah. forces and the police presence at the protests. They're not shying away from it. They're more than happy to just share that around on the socials. Like, Absolutely. Taking a huge L doesn't matter. It used to be that turning up to a protest, like with a GoPro or whatever, and was to like catalog police brutality or whatever. I mean, I think that like I remember early days it was like, you know, we're filming you so you can't, you know, don't yep. think you're getting away with anything. I don't get that vibe anymore. I just feel like everyone in the crowd is like content creating. Like they're all yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, all just getting like trying to get like killer angles and stuff. This is not to like in case it's ever needed for evidence. This is a hundred percent because yeah. like they're like already going. I've got exactly the song I'm putting under this. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more selfies than body cams, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just seems that way. Yeah. Just bought so- the drone. Got to test it out somehow. Yeah, yeah. Protest. What do we so want? Thought, like uh, and subscribe. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought of this guy. I thought of one of these guys. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole of their their social media updates. And so, of course, this guy's very pro. You know, oh, this is going to be great and whatever. And and I went down. Uh, I, I scrolled down his feed, and then you know, from a couple of weeks ago, he it's just all anti-government, all anti-lockdown, all anti-virus, and then just in the middle of all of it comes this. I oh, check out my new stand-up comedy special I've recorded, and I'm like, well, I'm absolutely going to have a look at this thing, and just pick that that needle out of the haystack and start watching it. And this guy had just now when he said I've recorded a new stand-up comedy special, I've seen all of those words. Technically, those words are sort of correct. 
But what he'd actually done was, what he'd appeared to have done was maybe broken into a ha- an abandoned house and then filmed himself in complete darkness while he's drinking a beer on his own iPhone, lit up by <laughs> the light on his own iPhone. Great. And he, just yep. talk- he talked into it for 35 minutes. And I was like, this is... And in like now, when he said it was a comedy special, I'm like, great. I start watching it. It's like, all right, he's just warming the crowd up at this point. You know, the first five minutes has been there's been a lot of ranting, there's been a lot of threats to kill policemen, um, there's been a lot of anti-government sort of propaganda. But this is just mm-hmm. this is just crowd work to warm it up. So I'm like, I'm go- I set myself the target. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to keep watching until comedy material comes up. Like I'm keen to see what alt right anti-virus actual comedy material sounds like so then i had to just keep watching it and i got like 15 minutes in and i'm like i don't think we're going to get there and then he said something he said like a four word joke like a one-liner and i'm like that's actually sort of funny and then he immediately goes yeah i'm like bang he's got one i can stop watching and then he goes oh hang on and he says to the camera oh hang on we can't count that one um, I have to give credit. I've actually stolen that from Rodney Rude. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, I watched the rest of it. This guy has done a comedy special with not with only one joke in it, and it's Rodney Rude's. <laughs> what's the What's the Rodney Rude bit that's able to pass? Man, as a, honestly, uh, I, I can't remember. 80% I can. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> True. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember it. I can tell you all about like you know the the shape shifting lizards that are working in the uh, Victorian yeah. police, but I can't remember the four-word joke that Rodney Roode has been stolen from. Oh, Fuck. man. Far That's out. awesome. Poor Rodney. I yeah. would love to see more <laughs> professional comedy specials where it's just like midway through, yeah, Bill Burr's accidentally whipping one out and then being like to camera like, oh, no, sorry, that Seinfeld. Fuck. That, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so embarrassing. I knew, I knew that rolled off the tongue a little easy. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the 12th man. Sorry, guys. As yeah. I said yeah. it, I thought it sounded familiar. I thought it sounded familiar because it was something that I'd cooked up in my own brain. But no, it's um, it's the monologue from the start of uh, the uh, the car park episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Rodney Rude taking this guy to court, though. The this thing that you've stolen my joke, you've put it in. I know it's in your new special, but to be fair, it's got four views, and you've mm-hmm. drunken four beers while you're while you're recording it as well. Just uh, a, I love and, that he's just done a light B and E and decided like that. That's that's going to be the setting. Like I'm just going yeah, yeah. to bust into a <laughs> house here. <Yeah. laughs> thirty five minutes too. Like calling it a special when you're barely breaking the thirty minute mark is pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> also, oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the only. I don't remember the 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 gag he, he ripped from Rodney Rude, but uh, maybe there's more jokes if you count these two sentences that he said within three minutes yep. or so of those. Um, I think Mussolini didn't go hard enough and Hitler had okay. the right idea. So okay. maybe you can yep. – I, I don't know, maybe they were from Rodney Root as well. I'm not sure. But he didn't attribute them to Rodney no, Root. That's, so. that's right. kind of Gadsby, both of those, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's, that's in Douglas. A lot of people know that. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. That's the B-side. You've got to watch yeah. the extended – <laughs> what is it? Oh, Do you think shit. he's like a Joe Rogany kind of guy, like all those young open micers who who who, who sign up to that kind of world of of? Um, I, I think something has gone terribly party. wrong in his life. I think that's to be honest. The guy that I've seen, the, this guy, he I, he started comedy at about the same time I did, and look. 
It, it hasn't gone perfectly for either of us, but he's gone down one <laughs> rabbit hole. I've I've managed to at least stop the temptation of going completely fucking batshit crazy. So I think I yep. should get a few points for that. You, you're not yeah. attending yeah. protests on your publicity tour for your comedy special. Like that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've still got other outlets of publicity that you can you can do. Yeah. And yeah. you prefer the ideology of Duterte, for example. Yeah, you're different. Yeah. And at least my man- my crazy manifestos are well lit. Like, I'm not using right. just the light off the iPhone. Yeah. Your background yeah. looks deranged in the Zoom window at the moment, but at least that's your own house. Like, you're not yes. squatting somewhere to, to do exactly. this. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, got the, I've like- got the power on in my special filming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking comedians are at high risk of being radicalized in this scenario when the future is so uncertain. And like, if you were, and you've talked about people leaving comedy as a, as a result of the pandemic before, right? Because like, just thinking about how the fuck is it going to work again and how would they do that? So if you were doing comedy for a long time and had to give it up at this point, like you would go a little bit fucking insane. Because like, what are you going to do? Retraining over yeah. to uni is extremely oh, expensive. Yeah. Like, how do you reorient your life at this point? Um, I think about this. You know, I think about this all the time. About right? like you know, like if this if this slid into full apocalypse, right? Yes. I I constantly look at myself and go, so what do you? How do you fit in, yeah. champ? In the apocalypse, yeah. like what are you doing? And literally, like you know, my answer is not not a lot. Like I don't have a lot of good skills to give <laughs> the tribe. Like even yeah. even yeah. sewing, <laughs> even even like, yeah, I'm a I'm a fairly good character actor if I have to be a slow moving herbivore. <laughs> yeah. but, so, like, should should the tribe wish to eat me? I have practiced being easily hunted, easily huntable. Yep. But then the other day, I gave my seven year old a haircut. I gave my little boy a haircut. I was like, "That's it." You know, he's he's, he's like Zoe's, Zoe's like shave his head. My my wife's like, you know, just shave it. I was like, "No, no, come on, let's at least have a go giving him a short back and oh, sides." And then you're, it, you're it, tre- it, hang on, you're treating your son's head like the drums. You're like, I reckon yeah. I can feel this <laughs> I can out. This out. I've always had fairly yeah. good natural. Hairdressing <laughs> p- percussion instincts. So I was like, "Come on, let me have a go." And I, and and you do a, you look at YouTube videos for like you know young boys haircuts, and it is all a version of the same lady from like the Midwest of America who's like got a YouTube channel about kids hairdressing. So they're like, you know, you're just just a lot of like. You know, I'm going to show you the easiest boys' haircut, and they're just doing it on their own kid who's like a bit sick of being mum's like YouTube prop. And it's tough, and you need a spray bottle and a comb and a few things that I didn't have. But I kind of got there in the end. Like I shaved the base, and then it's about blending the top. There's like a thing you got to. Oh, you know, you're when blending. You, go, you know, you go to the hairdressers and they hold it between their fingers. That's a. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason they do that. I'm learning, <laughs> and so you're learning like cutting down and blending it in and all this. And it was like. It was not terrible. It was okay. Like the standard photo, I suppose, is like, uh-oh, dad gave the kid a haircut and it looks like a piece of shit. It was fine. It was like B+. plus. wasn't amazing, right. but it was fine. Yep. And it was kind of blended. And it was the first moment that I went, maybe I, maybe I could survive the apocalypse. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe right. I've, I've, I've done one boy's haircut, but now at least yeah. I'm, off, I'm off a duck. Like I don't have no... <laughs> I don't have no skills. I don't have no skills. Like it was a, it was, it was a sloppy single, but I've run one run and I'm yeah. off zero. So hairdresser is like 1% higher than comedian. Comedian in the apocalypse is 0%. Hairdresser's 1% to 2%. Something, something. And, yeah. and like, you yeah. know, if, if it was sort of like, okay, you know, there's like 60 of us have managed to escape to some sort of enclave. We're barricaded in and the alpha's going around going like, right, what can you do? 
I probably would put my hand up and just be like, kids' haircuts. And then he was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> we've already got someone that can do haircuts and sewing. Then I'd have to yeah. lie and go, okay, I can actually, I can do haircuts and some blacksmithing. And then just, yeah. <laughs> just go, fuck, I really hope I don't have to make a horseshoe soon. <laughs> <laughs> Any fan of Charlie Brown in here at all? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone like the first six for six seconds of the Charlie Brown song? <laughs> there was a tweet last year as it was all kicking off about um, that that I think about so regularly of someone being like, you know, everyone's buying sourdough kits to keep themselves busy, but we have to think about the bakers because if everyone learns how to make their own sourdough in lockdown, bakers are going to be out yeah. of work when we're out of the lockdown. It's like no one had that same concern about hairdressers. Like, guys, if you have a mental <laughs> breakdown and start shaving your head in front of the mirror, hairdressers are going to be out of work on the yeah. other side of this thing. And, and, here's, and here's the thing. If anything, having a go at making your own sourdough just – Rams home like holy shit! I can't believe you could buy a finished one of these for four dollars yeah. twenty. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. This took yeah. all fucking day because a hundred dollars in ingredients. The kitchen's destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I cannot believe you can buy the finished product for four dollars yeah. twenty. Yeah, and they sell it where I get the milk. Fuck! Yeah. I'll just get it while I'm there. I'm already there. <laughs> I can't believe how good that is. <laughs> it's like making your own pasta from scratch. I don't know if you've ever done that. It's a fun oh, activity. Yeah. It's fun. It eats up a whole day, but at the end of it, you're like, "Well, that was a fun day, but we'll never need to do that again." Like, there's no. <laughs> and there's absolutely no way it's been. Yeah, we made like the one time we had a go at it was two. Like it, the bit, the, the you know, I borrowed, went and borrowed a mate's pasta press kind of thing because I'm like, I know what I, I'm not dumb enough to buy one, even though that like feels very like the kind of thing I would do is to just yeah. go and buy a pasta press. <laughs> I, it came out wet. Like it's like there's like t- 10 holes or whatever the spaghetti's meant to come out. It came out wet. So we just yep. basically, after all that, just got like churros. Just coming out there. <laughs> like, just like pasta churros. And yep. spaghetti I went, sausage, yeah. This isn't working, guys. And uh, we had macaroni. There's been a bit too much internet being used in my apartment. Don't worry, I've gone out and I've told my wife to get off the conference call with several heads of airlines around the world. I said, Mom, I'm doing a podcast. So now, I'm doing yes. my job. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned before that um, it, was, uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday over the weekend and uh, this, this, we were meant to be out of lockdown here in Melbourne by then, so all of a sudden, you know, we get extended and then I'm kind of scrambling to... To get gifts and stuff and deal with the postage and I had a couple of things that uh, didn't quite turn up in time which is very devastating but then I I remembered what I what I should have just done I remembered this from um, so my partner is from Perth and we were back there over Christmas um, staying with her mum and uh, her mum just kind of casually as we're walking around the house uh, drops this little tidbit goes hey has um has she told you about uh how she was a she's a massive massive Hamish and Andy fan and um, went to went to meet them at a shopping center when they did a signing. Do you do you know them? Could you pass that on? And my girlfriend just hating it, just <laughs> <laughs> screaming from the corner of the room like, do not do not tell him this. So yeah, I just remembered that the other day that like fuck none of my I I ordered her a cameo that has not shown up yet from a Real Housewife. That she's a fan of. <laughs> like, fuck. Should have gotten the great man H. Blake to do a uh, to do a shopping center signing style. Uh, I'd love, love nothing more. I'm so glad we 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 released two CDs, I think, and and a couple of DVDs. I'm just so glad 
for whatever else, you know, I may or may not get to experience while I'm lucky enough to be in the entertainment industry. I'm just stoked I managed to catch the tail end of CD signings. Like, yeah, when, yeah. Like, Trestle we, we, table we, in at the Westfield. Oh, just, like, yeah. we, 100%. Like, we were the last wave of, like, just within the last few months, I reckon, of that being a thing where you could, re- like, we released a CD. We released a CD and it sold, like, a lot, like I can't, I can't, like it's not like whatever it was. I don't know, seventy thousand copies or something of CD yeah. of a CD that was essentially yeah. just good bits from the rate, like the bits we chose from the radio show. That like it was just pre podcasting. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. that that existed, and that you would go and like sign your name on the CD cover and like give it back to people, and that that was that, <laughs> would, that like constituted something that was worthwhile doing for a day. Very fun, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a lot harder to sign Spotify these days. Yeah, yeah that's gone. <laughs> or Pat, Patreon notes. receipts. But yeah. like, <laughs> we, I remember like, and there was like big politics too. Like you've got to you've got to do sanity at this Westfield, and like JB are going to fucking lose it if you don't, you know, have the oh, trestle really? table near JB. Wars. I, I one of the very first things I ever did was MC when I worked for Fox FM in Melbourne, like like as a behind the scenes dude. I they needed someone to. MC Delta Goodrum's Innocent Eyes was that her album or something like her first album yeah, yeah, yeah. they needed to MC an album signing and I went to High Point and MC'd like just was like you know hey guys here she's 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 out the back she's coming out and Delta came out and it was a seven hour queue they were like we started wow. at midday and there were still people like queued outside of High Point like at six o'clock at night like the shopping center shut. And Delta was like, "I'm I'm doing I'm I'm staying here till the very last fan." And, and were you sh- still emceeing? No, <laughs> just like dead oh. on the stage, just with a camelback. I like yeah. wandered. I like wandered yeah, off. You're I up there going, "Oh, hang on, hang on." That was Rodney Rude's joke, actually. That was Rodney Rude's. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Actually, actually, sorry. Yeah, this that was that was that was a joke. Stigma Rebo used when he was emceeing something. <laughs> So, I mean, I remember saying, I'm going to stay to the end. And then I was like, I've got to go. Like, I, I, I can't. I didn't stay. I read about it in the paper yeah. that she stayed, like the, the shopping centre shut it down. Shut the you had to read about it in the paper. You didn't even I have read- anyone on the inside that could have passed that along direct. You had I to remember, wait for the I, press. I think I read about it in, in the Confidential when, back when that was called The Eye in the Herald. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nui Tokoa with the hot scoop about <laughs> yes. this seven-hour signing. <laughs> did you have an MC for your one or you, you guys are just out there handling it all yourselves? Uh, good question. No, we did. We, we had some good. We, you always Tables are turned. Delta was <laughs> MCing by then. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it was, always, it was always like a Black Thunder pilot kind of thing, which was – and then the whole time it was just us going, like, cut the line, like, you know, because we were like, we're here for two hours, like, it's great, but when, you know, it, it's and it's not like we're, it's not like you're super popular. It's just that people are fucking bored at shopping centres. So right. people will be like, eh, I'll, I'll line up. So by the end of the queue, you just keep people being like, um, can you sign this lunchbox? Can you sign my shoes? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, yeah. you're, ha- you're hating this. We're bored. We want to go. You don't really know who we are. Like this, the the value add for the fans finished hours ago. Like, right, like, right. Let's let's just wrap this up. So you always have to like put someone in the back of the queue to like be the be you know kind of like at the supermarket on the conveyor belt. You need to put your divider in. Oh and, yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let them kind of like finish out the queue. That's that's the yeah. one thing I remember from those. 
What about you, Ballard, in lockdown? So this is – going into lockdown, you, you've been working on a book for a long time and all of a sudden you're stuck with nothing to do but finish this fucking book. Are you going – what was his name? Sam Torrance in, in The Shining? Surely you're <laughs> – what, 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 Yeah, exactly. You must be. This is, this is perfect for you to finish this book you've been working on for about a year or something. <laughs> How's it going? Is this good or is this bad? What what situation are you in? You'd think it'd be good, but it's been very bad. I've been reading a lot of articles about how lockdown's bad for concentration. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for procrastinate, <laughs> writing my book with all these articles <laughs> explaining how it's bad for your brain. It's actually it's actually really hard to um, yeah. <laughs> to read it. But no, I've watched Game of Thrones again. That's been pretty good. Oh man, um, we just yeah. started we just started again. It's a wonderful program, and I highly recommend it. But no, I really, I really should get onto it uh, and finish that book because it's. <laughs> can I, can, can I, I ask, really? Can I, really I ask what the book's about? It's about every problem in society and the neoliberal term of the 1980s, which fundamentally destroyed the political economic status quo and destroyed my generation's future prospects. That's not a Rodney Roo joke, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Ballard's new book, Frog Sack, coming out soon. Funny buggers coming out soon. <laughs> um, yes, it's it's a it's it's both a memoir of my entire life and then almost every major social political issue. Trying to both Fuck. explain it in an interesting way and make that funny. I like the idea that you've got writer's block and it's a memoir. Oh, I'm really stuck about what happened to me at age 14. I can't think of something good. <laughs> you're doing that elite level procrastinating where it's like you're, you're sitting through Game of Thrones, but you're still convincing yourself. It's like, no, this is kind of relevant to the book. I could, I could kind of thread these themes through. This is relevant. This all Just feeds so many in. breaks. You know, you need to give yourself a break, Tom. You need to record yeah, the Dum Dum Club. You need to give your your brain a break and do Dum Dum. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the constant constant monologue of going, I really should do that thing I need to do, and then your brain going, well, you can't work when you're not happy. And, (laughs) (laughs) like, the fact fact that I'm in charge of me is a terrible setup because (laughs) I wish someone else was in charge of me because, like, I'm very lenient to me. I've got a bit of a soft spot, I'll be honest. (laughs) I've got a a huge soft spot for myself. There's a bit of nepotism going on here. There's a fuckload of nepotism (laughs) and narcissism going on. So when when I go, you know what, you know what? I think I need to buy some mountain bike pedals. My brain goes, <laughs> I think you do too. I think that's what's stopping yeah. you from being happy. And then once you've bought those, you'll be happy and you can do some amazing work. And it wasn't. <laughs> turns out it wasn't what I needed. I needed shorts. So now I've got to look for those. <laughs> Tom, can I, can I be in your book? Can, you, can I be a character in your book? <laughs> yeah, you're one of the massive um, societal problems. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a fan. Housing, wealth inequality, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, issues just a big facing. photo of him in the little glossy picture insert in the middle of the book. <laughs> yeah, I want to be. Can I be a footnote? Can I? Can I be a footnote somewhere? Yeah, sure. You can be in there. Yeah, I, yeah. Nice, nice, promise, nice, nice promise for a book that hasn't been written. And it's like, <laughs> sure, man, you can. Fuck, I don't know. You can be the pop up section. Start with the footnotes. Yeah, start with the yeah. footnotes and work backwards from there. <laughs> exactly. Work exactly. out the shit you want to have really tiny on the bottom of the page, and yeah. then the, and then the bigger words will flow from there. Yeah, reverse <laughs> engineer why I'm in your book. There's an idea right there. Sure. Yeah, Speaking of Game of Thrones, this is like my Winds of Winter shit. I've been working on it for fucking ages. Yeah. never going to be <laughs> We literally have just come back to, like, my wife's never watched Game of Thrones, so we're on, you know, season one, episode two tonight. 
like I'm starting again. And there's a kind of like a thrill in that too because you're like, wow, that's really taken away the question of what are we going to watch because it's like that Mm. is a huge amount in the torpedo tubes now for the next month or two. But what are you guys watching like? Is anything? Have you gone back to anything apart from Game of Thrones, or have you discovered anything great? Uh, I'm look. I, I'm I'm very rare with watching shows. My my wife goes to bed and watches shows, and I just can't be bothered getting into it. But having said this, I've said this on the show. I'm like, what are you wasting your time watching Kardashians and watching Real Housewives? Whereas I'm watching an hour or two of either webcams from Thailand okay, or now yeah. amateur vl- amateur vloggers that are walking around different beaches going, oh, the water's pretty blue at this one. Let's check out the next beach. Yeah, pretty blue here as well. Oh, all the hotels are closed. Why don't I check this hotel? Yeah, that one's closed as well. And I'm like, I can't get enough, to be honest. I just keep going back to the well. Okay, well, I'll float that with my wife, but I don't know. I may need a backup. Yeah, there's a lot to binge. You're in there for a lot. If you if you make the call, if you put the first toe in the water, you're there for quite a while. Yeah, it's not one of these things that takes a while to build up. It's it's as good as it's going to yeah. get from <laughs> minute one of episode one. There's no it's, slow burn. Man, honestly, I got I got I was talking to a friend of the show, Milan, our friend Milan, uh, the other day, and I actually got I've got someone hooked on it now because I've now got Milan ringing me and saying, "Oh, I'm 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 I got three hours into that vlog you recommended to me, and we're now." having full adult conversations about him going what did you think about that sandwich he was eating on that episode last week i was like yeah i would have bought one of those sandwiches that looks if we ever go back to thailand we should go and get one of those sandwiches they look pretty good i hamish in answer to your question uh the melbourne international film festival has been on and they've Uh, they've pivoted their whole program to being uh on on like on demand online so we were watching a few films from that and then Saturday we'd rented one and we're about halfway through it this very intense uh, like Danish film and unbeknownst to my girlfriend I had eaten a fair amount of weed butter late in the afternoon that then started kicking in midway through this like intense thriller and I could not focus on the movie anymore, so I made her turn it off, and so we could put on the Ali G movie. And yeah, <laughs> awesome. it, was, um, it was, yeah, there, some big chats had to be had in this house on Sunday morning about my conduct and about my <laughs> Just... insistence on watching a movie that is, with the passage of time, very homophobic now. Lots of uh, <laughs> she'd never seen it, and uh, yeah, I, I I think she wishes that it things had stayed that way because I think she had a great time watching. It. Just with anything with edibles, it's all about timing, and it's all Absolutely. about it's all about everyone on the train having the same number of tickets for the train. <laughs> otherwise, the carriages can separate. <laughs> Me not only slapping my own thigh, but. Slapping her leg, just going like, God, it's good stuff, isn't it? He calls the kid a batty boy. Oh, yes. When, when you, like, you know, talking about, like, you know, the, like hit comedies of the thousands that are that are still hanging around. I mean, I don't know if you guys, have, I don't know if this is out or not, but I saw an ad online the other day for, like, Jackass's new movie. Like, Jackass, like, they're going again. And, like, they're yep. old dudes October. now. They're, like, yep. 50 and my internal model, I was like, oh, man, guys, fuck. Okay, like you were heroes to us 20 years ago, but really, like you're still doing this? Then like two sketches in, I was like, 
this is pretty fucking funny. I will watch this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This is good. This is good, yeah. guys. Good to have you back. Several, several conversations about I hope I hope we're allowed out of the house soon and Jackass is in the cinema. I ho- there's oh, been yeah. several conversations <laughs> like, among comedians. I, I just was like so ready to just be like, oh, you sad. Like, what a sad, sad catch grab. And like... They look good. They still got it. They still yeah, got, still like, got from it. The, from, the, from the trailer, I can't I'm wait. like, I'm pretty excited yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, despite the fact they've got, they're a bit graying at the temples, they can still get kicked in the head by a horse with the best of them. So yeah. much. Like, so, I actually think it's like way more impressive if you're a 50-year-old. Like, yeah. just knowing how sore I am as a 39-year-old, if you're a 50-year-old, yeah. just with the aches and pains of life, like, just doing normal stuff is jackass enough for me. Like, picking yeah, up a yeah. kid with one arm without really bending yeah. your knees, I'm like, that's fucking impressive. <laughs> Um, hey, before we wrap up, I just want to bring up one last thing quickly. Hamish, we talked about this last week, but I have, uh, speaking of Cameo before, I have a Cameo account um, that's called The Bad Impressionist, where awesome. my, my angle is that I do I do bad impressions for people. So, you know, I don't really have to feel too, you know, you I don't, don't have, have to feel, feel too dodgy about, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, oh, it, well, it, you, yeah, you but, only feel pressure if you're actually nailing it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I yeah. literally I'll get halfway through one and go, I've I got to start this again because I'm doing it yeah. too well and I don't want to be taken to the consumer this, watchdog. This, this, this possibly could be the best Frank Spencer anyone's ever done. I'd better start again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a couple of them to get through. Um, awesome. So I thought I'd I've, – I've actually gotten a couple of good ones just in the last 24 hours. So I thought um, – I haven't sent these off yet. I could kind of practice them and maybe get some feedback. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, love yeah, it. What do you think? Is the idea is the idea here that you're gonna you do the impression, and then I have to guess who it is or who oh. it isn't? Oh, oh. Uh, no! Actually, I think we'll be here all day, and we've already gone over time. I think all right, I'll, you go. You, you, you tell I'll, me who I'll, it is, and I'll just tell yeah, you if you failed yeah. adequately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. So this one, I quite like this one. This is um, Pauline Hanson giving a speech after she's just joined the Greens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is a request that someone had. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and key, and did I mention that the account is called the Bad Impressionist? So oh right, right. This so yeah. Don't. Um, so this is the best you can possibly do. This okay, is the best I can it. possibly do. Yeah. This yeah, is me trying yeah. at one hundred and ten percent capacity. Okay. Good to know. Um, all right. Um, um, all right. Uh, I I I don't like it. Uh, I I don't like it that the climate change is uh, happening and it's. It's really bad, and uh, yes, that's what I have to say to climate change: is that I don't like it. What do you think, Pauline Hanson? Having just joined the Greens, and that's her speech. That's pretty good. Pro climate, like you know, and pretty good in the sense that you know, well, it's pretty good in whichever way you want to take it. That's the beauty of this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like it's accurate, but I didn't really enjoy it. So yeah, it's like you've done a good job either way, I guess. Yeah, you, you've, played, you've, you've absolutely positioned yourself marvellously here because yeah. like, no matter how badly we tried to burn you, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. It, that, it's a win. No, yeah. it's still, I mean, I, I set up last week that I was going to have a crack at these this week before we knew that you were going to be on the show, Hamish, and I think it'll be good in this household now that now there's someone that has a more embarrassing interaction with you over <laughs> my girlfriend lining up at the shopping centre. So this is really just, this is my gift for her. It's like you right. don't have to feel... Right. This is like just roll up, roll up, and watch a man step over an extraordinarily low bar. Here we go. 
<laughs> yeah, this is it. This is at the circus. This is a new act called the Bearded Man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess he <laughs> yeah, that, does what it says on the box. Yeah. This is uh, this is me auditioning for that new Channel Ten show. Thank God you're here. But now, can you please fuck off because you're ruining the party. <laughs> um, and do you have any more this week? Who else we got? All right, I've got one more. I've got one more that I wanted to run run by the panel, and then uh, and then we'll wrap it up. This one, I this one I quite like. This is uh, Dame Edna asking Carl Chandler for a spot spot at Spleen. Oh, okay, this is <laughs> this good. Was, I like this. I thought I like this is particularly. And then I could, I could I could perhaps do an impression of Carl Chandler answering. Uh, Dame oh Edna yeah, okay. Let's let's do it. Okay, let's do an act yeah. out. All right, let's. I think uh, okay, I've got it in me. Scene. So I'm I'm walking into Spleen. Here we go. Hello, possum. Um, just wondering if I can have a 10-minute spot here next week. Um, hi, uh, hi, Dame Edna. No, um, sorry, we're, we're all out. We've already, uh, we've, we've got people, uh, we've, we've just filled the last spot. Uh, uh, he's got a really good bit. Uh, apparently it's Rodney Rude's bit, but it's killer and he's taking the last spot, unfortunately. Okay. Sorry, Dame. Okay. Come back next week. Okay, that's fine. What about headlining basement comedy this Saturday? I'm free for that. I can do 45 minutes there. Are there <laughs> no. any openings? <laughs> no, I, I, unfortunately we've got Tom Ballard. He's uh, been working on his uh, – he, he's, he's launching his new book that he's written. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's all a re- for, oh, that's unfortunately. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a 19-minute yeah. footnote. Yeah. <laughs> this this is by the way I've I've I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before but before we 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 run out the last literal job office job I had I uh, I just started comedy and um I I've, I think I've said this on the show before but uh, I just started comedy and we went to the Christmas party and we were in a basement of a winery and they said, "Oh, we're going to do. We're going to have a bit of comedy." And everyone turned around to look at me, and I was like, "Wow, I'm just going to get impromptu to asked up to to do stand up." And I was about, I don't know, six months or nine months in or something, and and they they're just going to spring it on me like this. And what they did instead, they didn't introduce me to the stage. They introduced a famous sports writer to the stage. Now, this sports writer did not work for the company that I worked for. He had asked the company if he could deliberately come along and do a comedy spot and he was impersonating Dame Edna and he'd come along to the work Christmas party and brought his own Dame Edna glasses and then (laughs) hopped on stage in front of a company that was mainly 20 to 30 year olds and then did an impression of Dame Edna, many of which people had never heard of Dame Edna (laughs) and then did about five minutes to absolute silence, which in, which 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 included this line: "How come they can put a man they can put a man on the moon, but they can't put a man on Martina Navratilova?" <laughs> of which no one had heard of Martina Navratilova at this gig either. At this gig, at this Christmas party, and then th- th- literally like three four minutes in, the entire party turned to me and went. Can you do some comedy instead of this? And is this the kind of thing you're going off and doing on Friday and Saturday nights? Is it? Is this the kind of shit you're, you're going to leave the corporate world for? Yeah, but then, but then maybe I possibly got one of the biggest laughs of my entire career because then I got to follow that. I got to follow. I got to step over the lowest bar of all time. Yeah. And I got to walk on, not be a 60-year-old man in funny glasses and not do a homophobic joke and just do anything. And they're like, fucking hell, you've saved the Christmas party. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, doing – like where where do we sit here like ethically? I'm going, no, I'm doing an impression 
of a famous comedian. Like, you can't cover comedy. Like, yeah. you're just yeah. being, doing the act. You're just doing yeah. the act. Like, what we, yeah. we, you guys, like, hey, everybody, you guys like, uh, you guys like Seinfeld? All right, we got a good, he's a great cover. He's doing a lot of, does a lot of Seinfeld covers. <laughs> Bring him out. Couple yeah. of Rodney Roods in there. He's memorized them all. Yeah. <laughs> There was that guy for a while that would do the um, that would do all the comedy festivals as an Andrew Dice Clay impersonator. Do you remember him? He's like every year, just turning up doing a Dice impression. It's like that's being a being a guy that looks and sounds like someone who's like not quite still massive. You know what I mean? Like you can't even really capitalize all that well. Oh, dude, when I started when I first started, there was a guy that had a routine that would go like this. That would go. Oh, I remember when you were a kid and you'd and you'd 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 get out the the delirious. Uh, a VHS and you'd watch Eddie Murphy's comedy oh, no. special and it would go a little bit like this. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh doing the material and like he would do so much of it that you would forget the context of it and you'd just be watching Eddie Murphy's material for a while and then he'd sort of at some stage finish and go, yeah, wasn't it funny back then when you do that and you go, oh, fuck, that's right. We're back to this guy again. We're not just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an Eddie Murphy on stage, a, a like, 45-year-old man with a crew cut, a white guy. I yeah. mean, it's not a bad move. It's just starting the set with, like, three solid covers. And everyone, yeah. everyone's in the mood. Although it's yep. a pretty hard gear change to then go, anyway, so I was at the nursery on the weekend. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, this is not quite as good as the delirious stuff. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But also, you're also like a 40-year-old white man getting up there going, I'll warm him up with a bit of, don't remember when Eddie Murphy said this, Q, N-bomb, Q, yeah. homophobic material. It's like, I, dude, I don't think you're pulling it off without the red leather jacket. I don't think you've quite got this one, actually. And it being the 80s, yeah. when you're allowed to say stuff about gay men having AIDS on their lips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. We'd better wrap it up for another week on the Little Dumb Dumb Club. Hamish Blake, Tom Ballard, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Total pleasure, boys. Hamish, have you got things you'd like to plug? Oh, I mean, as always, just everyone keep get out there and do your very best. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just live your your life. (laughs) (laughs) Get Tom's book. Get Tom's book. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I feel bad promoting anything now. I feel like I should be giving it an inspirational message about life. But um, no. yeah, no, pre- get my book. You can't pre-order it yet. Um, I'll let everyone know when I finish you can, writing you, it. You, you, you can at Hamish Blake's uh, earlybooks.com. I'm selling futures. <laughs> nice. What else have you got? What else is coming down the pipeline? <laughs> what do we got? We got Barack. We got Obama's follow-up. I'm um, selling oh, futures yep. on. Uh, we got another mm-hmm. Max Walker book, maybe coming out. Oh, again. really? <laughs> is, this, is this one of those cover comedians where it's a, a new person's taken over Max Walker's? <laughs> right. So yeah, another one. How to, you can, you can, how you to can, hypnotize uh, Max Walker into being alive again? Okay, <laughs> right. You can get a two dollar two dollar non-refundable coupon on that. <laughs> Gets yep. you, gets you in front of the queue. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Great, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates. And they've done it again. Mmm. We're all just in Hamish Blake's world. That's what it. a what a machine. What a content yeah. machine. Hasn't been on a um, studio app for uh, quite some time. In fact, I, yeah. I I think the only time he's done a non-live episode before was uh, when we used to just have the one guest on. So I yes, had to email days. him and go, yeah. by the way, don't think of this as like a rude thing like we 
doubt your abilities or anything like that, but we now have well, as, uh, two guests well, in the studio. You, usually, usually we do. It was a shame Ballard couldn't make it to this episode, but <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, um, yes. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. No. What a what a what a lovely man Hamish is to give his time up to talk to us and. Got the vibe that he hasn't really talked to anyone today or for a few yeah. days, so he was uh, absolutely off the leash. Well, he did say, let me quote him directly in this email he just sent me of with his audio file on it. Great fun as always. I think I really needed that laugh. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bouncing off the walls yeah. of what we assume was the corridor of his house. Um, yes, it certainly looked like it on Zoom. And also, I liked how he, he, he was sort of like, yeah, I'm a bit of a... You know, I'm setting the mood in my house. That's my job. I'm sort of a cheerleader. I'm like, well, you're actually doing it in this episode. I think the rest of us were a bit like, (laughs) yeah. Oh no, good to good to see the funniest man in Australia. Absolutely, um, light light it up. Yeah. So, um, thank you very much to Hamish and to Ballard for uh, Ballard. Certainly looking a a bit more on the opposite end of the. uh, the spectrum today looking like <laughs> having a bit of a down of a day from the look of it. But Well, what do um, you do? That's the world we're in at the yeah. moment. We're up, we're down, and the part of yeah. the joy of uh, booking guests for these episodes is you just don't know you just don't know what kind of day you're gonna get someone on. There's not a great deal you yeah. can do about it. Ballard having writer's block and talker's block today. So um, <laughs> All right, yeah, how many good more has him. he got up the sleeve? Nah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm making him up now. No, I love Ballard. He's great. I love him. Um, love you, Ballard, because he, uh, he's one of the rare, the rare comedians that will actually listen back to this. So I love you. I will yes. get a very stern, insulting message off the back of this. So love you, <laughs> love you Timmy Billiards. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to try and... Uh, my girlfriend had to go out and do errands in the middle of that episode, but I was going to try and stitch her up and get her in the room in front of a little oh, boy yeah. Hamish Blake. That Damn it. But, yeah, uh, totally. Totally. Um, very fun. Thanks uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to everyone who's bought a ticket to this weekend. If you're listening to this hot off the audio presses, our Zoom show, as the uh, as the, the people in the Little Dumbin Club said at the top of the show, Um we have got a live Zoom show this Saturday night, which is the 28th of August, yep. I believe, 8pm Eastern Standard Time in Australia. Plenty of uh, international listeners have bought tickets for this as well. Plenty of uh, people that have got better shit to do have got tickets to this in other states, in <laughs> Western Australia, South Australia, Queensland. Uh, it's primarily for the for those of us that are locked down. Yeah. But if, uh, if, you, if you losers out there have got nothing better to do on your dance card on a Saturday, feel absolutely free to muck in with us and uh, <laughs> let us know what it's like out in the real world. Um, but for you dickheads with absolutely nothing to do in, in uh, New South Wales and in Victoria, Australia, please let us be your Saturday night for yeah. a very small fee. Uh, get along to littledumbdumclub.com. We're going to have heaps of fun. Um, it'll be, f- it'll be, um, yeah, man, these were fucking great last year. So um, I, I, I really enjoyed them. So I think I've hopefully we have another one. them out. But uh, yeah, I hear really, I hear good reports back from the people that watch them. And uh, yeah. yeah, like you said up the top, a um, a format that we thought we had left behind, but a format that we're very fortunate to have access to to be able to yep. come crawling back to the medium of the Zoom live show. Uh, the yep. first Zoom live show that will be taking place in the uh, in the new man cave in my new house. So very excited mm. about that. <laughs> People can get a glimpse of the room that oh, I've yes. been spending just hours out of my weekend, just fucking living in here at the moment. Feels good. Well, 
to be fair, if you uh, we've, we've recently been you've been uploading our episodes, our Zoom episodes to YouTube. So yes. if you want to get along to YouTube dot com slash little dum dum club, you can see the inside of both of our little. Mm. Well, it's not your bedroom, is it? It's your little man cave. Whereas, yeah. this is my bedroom. Um, so yeah, if, if that's if you're a big YouTube f- uh, frequenter, go along and hit subscribe to our little channel. You'll be seeing a bunch of our episodes lately that we've been recording while we're while we're stuck in this this position. We might as well create even more content. So yeah. get along, sign up there. But um, yeah, go and get your tickets at littledumbclub dot com uh, to our Zoom show this weekend. Um, yeah, some some great little ideas planned for it already. It's a great little excuse to use the visual medium, not just the audio medium. Yeah, Tommy, a lot of you people don't realize a lot of us we, we're doing a lot of visual slapstick gags right now, but it's wasted Absolutely. on you guys because you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered the very strange setup of doing one of these last year, where it was like late afternoon, go for a run, then hit the bottle shop and get a fruit, few brews, <laughs> and just get yeah. ready to just be staring into the computer by myself for a couple of hours, like doing all this like very like active stuff in preparation of just mm. sitting in front of the computer. It's a very yeah. strange setup, but uh, but yeah, it'll I, be fun. I I'll, d- I'll get a little get a little cooler bag in here, get my little esky going, <laughs> a few drinks during yes. the show. It'll be kind of nice. Yeah. Can't wait to to get absolutely blind drunk whilst doing it, but also keeping my voice down as so as to not wake my child. So yeah. a, a a great combo of getting absolutely loose but quiet. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend offered to help out with it, so I'm trying to think of things that I could uh, get her to do oh, while I'm on great. while I'm on mic and on camera. Um, yep. Play yeah. drums in the background. Well, I was thinking about. I don't really. I think there is a way I can do it, but I sh- I could uh, yeah I've got to work out if I can like run them in through the computer and have the sound actually come through the through the Zoom show. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. If I can find out a way to do that, maybe I could. Man, if you can do karaoke drums on it, that'd be great. If you just like get mm. get a song without the drums on it, and then you just play along to it, that'd be yeah cool. yeah. Well, I yeah, it's it's all dependent on me being able to get the sound from them into the computer to then be able to be heard over zoom but i'll um yeah i'll have to dig out the old instruction manual and work out how to do it also for people that didn't watch any of them last year just a reminder that they are non-canon uh episodes so it's not really it's you know we we don't put it out on a wednesday it's not like this you're not going to hear the audio for free so if you want to be part of it if you want to enjoy this show you do have to watch it live like um none of those episodes came out on the free feed last year afterwards so um yeah, yeah it's just a nice little in the moment experience it's not like a, a normal live show where you can be sitting in adelaide going well i'm not gonna fucking buy a ticket to this i can just listen to it later yeah um no no you can't stuff that so, happens in um, them has no bearing over like the rest of like the episodes that go up on the free feed like we were um we're both gay in the zoom episodes that we've done in the mm, past for example yeah yeah um, yeah so, There's a lot of um, crimes we commit because we're in um, international waters. Yes, uh, yeah. basically. So um, yeah, we we uh, we get away with quite a lot. So if you <laughs> if you if you've always wanted us to to murder a man or bum each other, get yes. onto the Zoom episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's happening once again this Saturday, August the twenty eighth, eight pm Melbourne time. LittleDumDumClub.com. Yeah, get yourself a ticket. Get that, uh, get that laptop rigged up to the TV. Get a pizza. Get mm. some brews, and uh, yeah, yeah, party get down in the with chat. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exciting Absolutely. stuff. Um, that'll be great. All right, lovely. Um, 
We have got what else? Any other little errands we've got? Um, Has Bernie kicked a big so. one? No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Bernie kicked a big one. Yes. Um, tick. Um, let's see. Gibbo talking. Gibbo. No time for talking Gibbo this week. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, she hasn't ripped anyone off this week. So, uh, yeah, no no updates. We'll, we'll, Rare slow we'll week find for something. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, when you're in lockdown, um, yeah, it's hard to um, – She she's getting writer's block as well. She's losing inspiration, you know. There's, she hasn't got any ideas for new scams or um, new diseases that she has that she doesn't really have. So, um, yeah, it's she's actually, like the rest of I think it's – lockdowns, I think, are a pretty good time for scams, aren't they? Aren't there, like, heaps more that pop up that, that are, like – I'd imagine, you know, being texted a link that's, like, click here to get your vaccine appointment, like, that kind of thing as a format. I can see there being – Right. I can see there being – I mean, she's if she's not scamming people, she's not trying hard enough. There's a lot of fear out there at the moment. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff that you could, like, attach yourself yeah. onto. And scam people. There is so, like 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 you know. Look, this is local news in in Melbourne this week where where we live. Um, there was a uh, you know we're in lockdown. We can't you know there's various rules to the lockdown, all that sort of stuff. There was a protest by a lot of fucking dead shits. Um, anti anti lockdowners like we I talked about in the in the main app. Um, big protest. Uh, now they reported on it in the in the online. Obviously, there was a there was an article about it online, and I saw someone I know quite well in the comments of it okay and uh, and <laughs> so the article was about lockdown about the big protests and about you know it was obviously it was like a negative article mm-hmm. and the comment that of the, the person that i knew said something along the lines of this yeah this is no good you shouldn't do it that way there should be a a protest for lockdown that we can just do at home oh yeah yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's really a really a protest. Then is it? If yeah. You're, if you just yeah. If you're protesting being at home by being at home, I think that's more the opposite. I think that's just going along with it. Well, then it turns into one of those. Like, did you see that Facebook event for like going out onto your front porch and screaming into the air at like seven p.m. last Friday or whatever it was? It's oh, like, really? That's what a protest at home is. It's like almost more harebrained than the actual like going into the yeah. city and. Having a placard, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like I, we I, were uh, we were out getting some takeaway, and my girlfriend when we got home was like, "Oh, ah, oh, we missed the." I wanted to go outside and like see if people were doing it. It's like that just reeks of like you'd go out and you'd be counting down like six fifty nine fifty nine seconds, and then just ah, and then just like no one else in the street is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you. I, being or a alternatively, by yourself. You, yeah. Yeah, you waiting to see, well, I'm not going to scream if no one else screams and just a bunch of people yeah. on their footsteps going, looking around going, did you, was that something? Yeah. Was that, was that something? Should yeah. we go now or is it too late or are we, is, are we going to do this or not? Yeah. Just at 7.30 like, all right, I'm feeling confident enough now to rip one of these out. I think I'd feel, yeah, yeah. I think I'd feel pretty good about getting this done. But, you, uh, or you screaming and then hearing nothing back. That, that'd be depressing. Absolutely. Like, you've been brave enough to do it and then everyone else, no one else in your street is on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they just call the cops on you. <laughs> or, yeah, I, I should go back onto that event and see how many people have clicked maybe attending. It's like the yeah. most like <laughs> low-rent commitment for something that only requires you to open the front door. Ah, I yeah. want to leave my options open for Friday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I might be having a conversation with my uh, housemate. 
Yeah. I might be on I, the I don't commit. when 7 p.m. rolls around. I might be taking a mm. shit. I don't want to lock myself into being out on the front porch. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have – we're going to hold Talk and Gibbo over for uh, for another week. But um, let's get into the uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash little dum dum club. People can get two bonus episodes every week. Lots of great ones of them coming out lately. We did uh, we did a we did a special little segment with uh, Greg Larson. We've also done the History of Sydney Comedy, parts one and two with Cameron James. Uh, that's now the third instalment of them we've done. We've done Melbourne one. We've done a uh, Perth one as well. Lots of libelous stuff behind the paywall. Lots exactly. of people signing up and getting not so, on, off the back of that. Not so much Not so much history as just bitching about people in comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So very fun. Very fun. Less, less, uh, w- less, uh, less nostalgia of the past and more bitterness about the present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, enough bitterness about the past as well. So yeah, it is yeah, historical. True. In, yeah. Um, but, yeah, hey, Patreon supporters, more important than ever, obviously, because of uh, – uh, look, selfishly for us, you know, we're, we're like uh, most entertainers, we're most comedians in that our onstage revenue has been severely cut. So the people who are signing up to Patreon for us are very, very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the lifeblood of this show. Uh, monetarily, that's for sure. So appreciate all the people who uh, uh, been a bunch sign up lately. Thank you, welcome aboard to you guys, and thank you to the Hall of Famers that have been there since the start, or the middle, or I don't know, four weeks ago. Absolutely. So appreciated. More of you. I, I, I haven't asked your opinion. This is not the official opinion of the Little Dum Dum Club. I've included this with you, so I can't speak on behalf of the podcast. But personally, the more of you, the better, in my humble opinion. Mm, I'm still working out where I land on that. Um, okay. I don't really so, – I was never very good at maths uh, in high school, right. so I'm still trying to – So you, you don't yeah. know if more is better than less. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to need a few more days to work it out. I can't do the sums okay. quickly enough in my hey, head. But there's a big whiteboard you, in the living room at the moment that's got a beautiful mind style, just like yeah. numbers upon numbers just etched all as, over it. As you always say, you'll do your own research, Tommy, so that's yeah. fair. I respect that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um. Okay, well, let's let's crack in. Um, thank you very much to everyone who subscribes. In particular, um, this week I'm going to read out a small handful, a big handful. Who knows? We'll see see how much time we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, let's crack out the UTA, the unplanned title alternator. Let's get some random names of subscribers out here and immortalize them forever with our teeth and tongues and voice. Uh, first cab off the rank. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Kane. Conway, K-A-Y-N-E, Conway, Kane. Kane, Kane mm. Conway. Which I, which I can't help but read, read as Kanye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Con, Kanye, Kanye Conway. Fuck, that would be a name. You can't help but read it as Con, Kanye. Con, yeah, is it, I always get this mixed up. Do you say it Kanye or ca, no, it's, can, it's Kanye. Kanye? Kanye. 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 Yeah, right. He doesn't really come up much in conversation for me. I'll be honest. <laughs> not much, not much chat around the house with the wife and the kid about uh, this dog no. release date and whether or not it's no. going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> not heaps. Actually, there probably should be considering how much Kardashians my wife actually watches. But uh, yeah, but yeah, no. yeah. Kanye's part of the yeah. extended Kardashian universe. That's very true. Yeah, unless um, unless Kanye unless Kanye gets over to Copenhagen soon and mm-hmm. and walks through the back background of a vlog that I'm watching, he uh, yeah he's not he's not coming off my lips too often. It could happen. Uh, yeah. What's your what's your wife binging at the moment? What's her what's her go to? Um, well, we 
have just started watching off your and a few other people's recommendation. We're, we're you know, it's good when we, we find a, a, a something to watch together, which is, mm-hmm. what is it? The Orchid Show. What's it called? The White Lotus. White Lotus, not Orchid. Lotus, White White Lotus. <laughs> Can I get anything you else? You are just mispronounced or wrong. Just a drift at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we we watch a bit of um, Marty Mouse. Is that what his yeah. name is? Or Mi- oh, Mickey? I love the is idea of this, like yeah. a pop culture. I don't keep up with it. A, a pop culture reviewer who's got really eloquent, like big thoughts about stuff. Like he's, you know, he's really renowned for like his takes on culture, but he's just got a shocking memory. And he mm. absolutely refuses to look up the name of anything he's reviewing. So he's just like, he can make you think about a movie in a really beautiful, eloquent way that you didn't even really consider, like, while you were watching it. But he's also like, fuck, it's, um, I don't know, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the robot. Old mate. The, um, yeah. the, the, the tin. The fucking the tin, space cunt. Yeah. Fuck, the, the tinny, the tiny, uh, the, the terminal, the terminalator. The terminator, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, he's like, I'll, um, I'm returning, fuckheads. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know when he says that at the end? Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. Anyway, his editor just pleading him, like, can you just look up the names of these things? I don't know why you're having <laughs> to, like, write out your thought process in the review. You are just yeah. burning words. You have a real gift for cultural analysis, but for the love of God, like, just yeah. ask someone what the fucking movie is called. Yeah. Then at the end, yeah, it was good. Three or six stars, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> three of whatever they're called, the fucking yeah. plates. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Connors. Um, but you're on Kane. White Lotus. You're on White Lotus at the moment in the uh, in the channel. Yeah, household. yeah. Halfway through that at the moment. So um, yeah, we're watching. Whenever I'll only I only um, agree to watch something. So don't say a name's always like let's watch. Well, let's have a movie or a TV show that we're watching together. Yep. But she'll watch anything. As stated before, as as evident by me being in the same house, she, her standards aren't too high. Yep. Whereas I, I'm more like, no, I'm only sitting down watching something if I'm actually into it. Whereas yep. she'll, she'll, you just turn something on and she's like, fine. I just need to chill out, de-stress. Yep. Whatever's whatever's on, I'll watch. Nothing too hard, actually. So she's. Uh, we just finished watching. Um, what's it called, Mister In Between? Yep. So she's she's. I don't know. It's even that's too too much work for her. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's people getting killed. She goes, "I'm never watching this show again." <laughs> and then the next night, the next night's like, "Well, I got to watch something, even if it's something that I don't particularly like." I yep. guess we're watching. Gotta That's the, the show you want to watch, so I guess we're watching it. How's she going with White Lotus? Is she enjoying that? No. Uh, well, put it put it this way. I think this speaks to how very average a show that she usually watches. She just mm-hmm. watches these brain dead shows. Yep. That she's watching. White Lotus and going, gee, this is a weird show. I'm like, well, it's actually not that weird. It's yeah. sure yeah. it's 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 weirder than a bunch of fucking idiots that live in the same house with their stage mum and one of them marries right Kanye yeah. West. But yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I had a few friends say the same thing. It's like, yeah, I watched Step One. It's pretty weird. It's like, I'd I'd grant that there, there's definitely like an ominous tone to it, like by design, the way the show is set up. It's like, oh, what's going to happen here? But I wouldn't say it's yeah. It's like a bunch of bunch of strangers in a resort it's not like yeah. it's not like eric andre or anything like that but yeah you're right yeah. i think that speaks to what that that doesn't really say anything about the show what that says more about is the other kinds of shows that the person is watching yeah it is it is funny because it is a show that i'm watching because it is a like a resort in hawaii isn't it mm-hmm. that's yep. where it's based and uh 
So my wife is always like, hey, let's watch a show together. And I'm like, nah, nah, I've got better stuff to do. You know, if you want to watch this dog shit, I'll sit out in the lounge room and do work or watch something else. Mm-hmm. And um, But <laughs> with this thing, it's like, because it's set in a Hawaiian resort, now it's like I, I finally agree to it. I'm sitting there watching it. And the whole time, of course, I'm just nudging her going, Hey, that looks a bit like a resort in Thailand we went to. Fucking her going, hell. Just shut up and get into it. Just watch the fucking show. Yeah, they're doing the very Thai activity of eating breakfast near a palm tree. This is absolutely yeah. classic Koh Samui stuff. They're, Why didn't hey, they just film pool. the show there at Ozo? There's a buffet. There's a there's a pool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Close enough for me. I'm like, yep. I love this show. This is awesome. But, uh, yeah, Kanye... Kanye Conway, Kane Kane Conway. Yeah, this is a strange name. It's taken us a while to get yeah. back around to it, but um, yeah. yeah, this is. Yeah, I do like Kanye Conway. That's a good yeah. name. That's a really good name. <laughs> yeah, and all he has to do is swap his swap two letters around in his first name, and he's yeah. got the name. That's all it. he has to do is just have the wrong different name, and it'd be <laughs> the thing that we're saying. <laughs> yeah, all he has to do is change his name to. Um, Mr. Big Dick, and that's yep. a pretty funny name that's as well. All of a sudden, that's a really funny name. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah, Big yeah, Dick, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Big Dick Conway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, well, thanks Kanye. Kane. Uh, thank you very much to patron subscriber Sally Morell. Morell. Okay. Mm. Okay. What do you think of what Sally? If you, yeah, well, I was going to say, what if you went out with a girl called Sally? I'm into it. Very, um, yeah. very old school name. It is pretty old school. Do you think there's many of them around these days? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how many Sallys I've met. It's not heaps. Mustang, but yeah, um. I've never met her. <laughs> long, long, tall, long, tall Sally. Never met yep. her. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's more. There's not more Sallys in songs than there are in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it? Yeah. Why is it such a popular song name? You don't yeah. really meet any of them out there. I mean, my aunt yeah. There's there's Sally. a lot of there's a lot of, there's yeah there's a lot of Sallys in songs, but it's not a good enough name apparently for people to go, hey, let's name our kid after the song. I like that song. Yeah, maybe I the guess songs it, aren't good enough. That's maybe it. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you think if you name your kid Sally, you're uh, yeah, you're dooming them to a life of Mustang Sally. I mean, it was the first thing I thought of when this name got read out. I I tell you what. Mustang Sally is, is going into – I think we talked about this years ago. Uh, you said, I officially you, – you should delete the song Rock Around the Clock. It's no longer, like, valid. It's just a dumb song. It's a um, – yeah, it's a song that exists from before there were any other songs. So, like, yeah. I was at a wedding of people who were, like, r- around my age at the time. So, like, mid-20s couple and the DJ mm. – broke out a bit of rock around the clock. And yes, the old folks there were enjoying it, but there's just no need to ever hear that song in a public setting, ever again. Yeah. Well, I'm putting Mustang Sally into the same basket. I am officially absolutely fucking over that song. I never want to hear it again in my life. Mm, I don't think I've heard Mustang Sally all that much, I have to say. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's, don't, I'm don't get so me wrong. bored I'm happy to it. back it. I'm happy to, I'm happy to have it stricken from the record. Um, You're happy to co-sign I, I this? I certainly wouldn't defend it. I certainly wouldn't be here going like, no, we definitely should still have it. But I don't feel like I've really reached saturation point with it yet. Even though, yes, it is very much cut from the exact same clock, cloth as Rock Around the Clock. I mean, between weddings, between accidentally having it on a bit of a boring radio station, being stuck in a car, yeah, yeah. Um, between it being trotted out 
as the background music of on boring movies. It's like yeah, yeah. I've it's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's, like... it's that much in the world. I've I already don't yeah. rate it that much as a song. Now I'm fucking so bored by the amount of times I've had to hear it. Well, do you think it'd be a thing where, like, when we when we when we are officially at the end of the pandemic and things have reopened again and lockdowns are a thing of the past, that people will be like all those positions that you're saying where you've heard the song and that's contributed to you being off it. None of them exist at the moment. So do you think, like, all mm. of a sudden, like the most popular song will be "Rock Around the Clock" again? Because it just reminds you, it's like, well, I haven't been into any weddings. I haven't been in a cab that's had Gold FM on. And also, oh. like, after the traumatic last two years, I'm just so smooth brain now that all I can handle is just a song about the face of the clock. Like, if there was, like, a huge <laughs> resurgence in the popularity of those songs post-pandemic, I could see that. Man, I I, I put I never listened to the radio. I put the radio on the other day and it came on straight away. I was like, fuck, it's still there. Wow. It's still the fucking same songs there. I mean, in Having slight s- defense so- of it, I will say, like, Mustang Sally, my issue, my biggest issue with Rock Around the Clock is just that it's not about anything. It's just about the clock. It's literally just a guy right. singing about the clock face. It's the most, like, nothing subject. Mustang Sally, is at least it's a thing of, like, a guy, like, singing at and about a pretty woman that he's seeing, which conceptually... Is well, is it? I, I assume so. I don't know. I've never listened to it. But conceptually, just, uh, it's got a lot more going. It's got a million times more to it than Rock Around the Clock, even though, like, yeah, musically and in terms of, like, how interesting it is, it's like, yeah, it's very dull. But uh, I would say, so I, I, I can't stand Mustang Sally, but having said that, I think if someone had the name Sally Mustang, I think yep. that's a cool name. Yeah. If you flip it, Mustang is a, is, a, is a cool surname. And Sally, I quite like as a, as a first name. Yep, Sally Mustang's pretty good. Yeah, what's this song about? Mustang Sally, slow your Mustang down. Uh, you've been running all over town. All you want to do is ride around. So is it just literally just going like this bitch is it, it's a, in this car is, fucking it, all day driving around? Is it a girl called Sally and this guy's done a bit of old mate, like nicknaming, going, oh, old Sally who drives in a Mustang. Her name's Mustang Sally. Is that I kind of think, yeah. I kind of think yeah. it is. Well, I, I stand by that reasoning of calling someone something. I always find that funny. Someone walks past with one leg and you just go, oh, Johnny One Leg. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. Awesome. But I don't oh, need to on. hear a song about it for all eternity. This verse here. I bought you a brand new Mustang, a 1965. Now you come around signifying a woman. You don't want to let me ride. So he just, he just, he's bought her the Mustang. She's taken oh. it. She's driving around. She's not letting him in the car. So he's just okay. doing that salty thing of like, yeah, well, you're a fucking bitch anyway. <laughs> just written this like diss track about her, right? Which I mean what, what is, is fucking kind of fair. Like song. he's he's saying he's got her the car, and then he's like, "Can I go for a ride?" And she's like, "Nah." That's kind of what, well. I guess that's kind of fair to be angry. Are you sure, but what a fucking just all round dumb situation. I <laughs> I bought a I bought a car for a woman, and now she just drives around, won't let me in the car. Off to the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to Just fucking to commit it. this to. Yeah. I've got to commit this to a soundtrack. Well, thanks, and Mustang have, Sally. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, again, Sally, good name. Yeah, Mustang Sally Morell. Um, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Blake Fullwood. Fullwood. Yeah, F U double L W double O D. Yeah, Fullwood. Wow. Have we? Have I ever said? Has there ever been a name? Has there ever been a name on this show that I've had to say the word double three times in a row? 
when I've spelt their name out. F U double L double U double O D. That's got to be a record on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um? So what do you think this guy's ancestors did? Because <laughs> last week we had the well, subscriber Johnny Half Mongrel. Um, yes. So they probably uh, date back a, further than uh, this guy Fullwood. There was no semis in the in the uh, Middle Ages, I don't think, in this in the family. It was uh, absolute red rockets back back in the day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> absolutely erect and ready to go, and and known for it, known for it so much that that they um, uh, Mustang Sally style yep. had to name someone after after this action. Yeah, I mean they're you know presume maybe this is like goes back before people had clothing so you know this this the head of this family the 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 you know the original uh the bottom of the family tree of this family they're walking around just barred up constantly well and everyone else in the tribe they're getting you know they're getting erections here and there but they're not getting a full wood they're getting like the they they this this guy could have been the first ever porn star because you know a, a lot of these guys sort of try to name themselves after their Erections or penises yep. or whatever you've got. You got Peter Peter North yep. because his uh, penis points north. You got a bit of um, uh, yeah. There's a lo- there's a lot of porn stars that that are their names lend themselves to to phallic phrases and stuff like that. So, so this guy could have been the first ever. I don't know. 1700s. This guy could have been the f- the, the this family could have been the first ever porn star in Australia. Came over on the first fleet. Right, so the first ever porn star, it's like they're rooting someone and then next to them there's like someone just kind of chiseling the scene onto a cave wall. Yeah, yeah, or like <laughs> writing a sonnet about it. Just going, this has got to be captured for all eternity. Yeah, passing around, <laughs> p- going up the bush and reciting the yeah. <laughs> the, the porno sonnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like some guy, some guy, some 14-year-old getting into the, into, locking himself in the bathroom. Yeah, and then just reading a poem while he's jerking his dick. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's pretty good stuff. Putting it, putting yep. your ear up to the glory hole and just having it read to you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full, full wood. wood, full wood. It's yeah. good. I like it. So double. So uh, hang on. And I know it sounds like I'm setting you up for something, but I promise I'm not. The end of the name is double D. No. Oh. Double double L W double O and then just a single D, which is a bit of a shame. Okay, yeah, yeah. Could have gone, could have gone with the uh, the double D. So it's it's always welcome, obviously. Well, you know what and else is going to give you a full wood than a couple of double Ds? Oh, it makes there we go. Makes more sense than anything else in this godforsaken world. There we go, Blake Fullwood, please. Change your <laughs> imagine Blake Fullwood then going. That's great. That's actually really funny. That's perfect. Going into the the deed poll office or whatever, just change. I'd like to change my name. What would you like to change it to? Just the same name, but with an extra D on the end. Yeah, you've got it written oh, okay. down. They're like, oh no, this. Sorry, I think you've written down what your name already is. No, no, look a bit closer. Uh, I'm just yep. adding one letter to the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, and, and why? Why are you doing that? It's just so I can have double D's on the yeah. end of my name. Oh, no, be, you know, then being like, why are you doing this? And you're like, listen to this. And then you put the headphones yeah. on them and just play oh, yes. this audio. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, what? hang on, why isn't he pronouncing Kanye West properly? No, yeah. no, no, skip oh, forward, skip I've forward. too far. It's yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thanks, Mr. Right. Fullwood. 
Thanks, thanks, full wood. I'm just pronouncing your the the double D's Future at the end name. of your name. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you very much to Patreon sub- subscriber Haley Belstead. Belstead. Yeah, what a name! Never heard of it. B e l s t a d, s t e a d. Sorry. B-E-L-S-T-E-A-D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. What do you think of Haley? Haley's. Haley's good. Haley's fine. Haley's like Haley's like one of those um very nice but harmless. That makes me think of a nice but harmless girl. Really? Well, not I that I'm com- I have a not that I'm thinking different. of not that I'm thinking of like Sally and thinking that's a harmful girl. But yeah. Yeah, just a just a Oh yeah, she's fine, Haley. Yeah, she won't cause any trouble. She's She's okay. She's not going to break any records, but she's also not going to, you know, shit under the table at my party. So I have it in my head as like if I was writing a teen comedy and I needed like a, a high school comedy and I needed like a go-to name for one of the hot girls. I think Haley. would be Oh, in the really? Mix. As a name, Haley would be in the mix. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd, I'd have her as the, the plain Jane that then becomes, you know, becomes something at Takes the Takes the glasses off and lets the hair out and then all of a sudden is... Not even that good. Giving you a full maybe, wood. maybe like the 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 friend of the the hottie, maybe in the teen comedy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. That's that's well, that's fine. That's 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 absolutely fine. But she's not going to get the the no. Hunk. Well, Haley, let us know which one you are. If you're yeah, what are you? <laughs> if you're a hot, if you're a hot girl, or if you're a plain friend of a hot girl. <laughs> yeah, if you Haley, let us know if you're in the teen movie. Are we? When you go into the locker rooms, are we then going, whoa, is yeah. there going to be a shower scene? Or are we going, oh, okay, okay, like we're just not even thinking that way at all. It's not even, we, yeah, it's not even on the cards. Not on the table. Yeah. 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 Which one are you? Which one are you in Um, in uh, the, what What would the name of a, the teen comedy that Hayley Belstead would be in? Uh, Full Wood, surely. Oh, full wood. Full wood. <laughs> yeah. Or no, I was thinking because it's obviously you know what this is more of a like your smutty sort of um, teen school sort of comedy, romantic yep. comedy. No class. Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'd love good. there to be a good new like just dumb raunchy comedy film. It feels like they they really dropped out of favor a little while ago. But um, yeah, I would love. I rewatched Superbad like two weeks ago. It's just a fun movie. Just a just a film in that vein. I haven't seen a good one you, in a while. Do you think that the the smutty teen comedies that you know have, have sort of gone out of vogue and favour because there's no you know when, when we were kids or whatever you would probably watch one of them just in case there was boobs in it. But now it's yeah. like it's competing with the internet. You're it's right. Like you I can mean, find that, boobs wherever you want. Yeah, the exchange student getting changed in American Pie was like the closest thing that you could get to. A porno when I was a yeah. ki- when I was a kid when that came out, so yeah. yeah now unless you're just going absolutely full frontal, but even then it's yeah. not going to be as good as just getting on the old red tube. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the porno industry killed the raunchy teen comedy. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, not porno industry, but like you know the the free tube sites, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've they've killed they've killed people paying for pornos. Mm-hmm. They've killed any chance of there being a reboot of American Pie. Yep, they've they've killed the legacy of Porky's. 
Yes. Um, all of that stuff. There was a. What, um, if, what if they rebooted Porky's? That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> there was a guy in my school who would sell CD-ROMs of like uh, little porno files that he had downloaded. Um, and like he was like one of the few kids at our school who had a CD burner. So you paid him like ten bucks, and then he'd turn up the next day with just this like, yeah, CD that had this catalog of porno and it really ranged in quality of like he had a couple of really good like long scenes on there and then there were a couple that were just like 30 second like very grainy clearly just like previews from the days of like you know on the site you could log on and just like see a thing for free before you put your credit card in just so blurry and grainy but then there was like nearly half of it was just clips of nudity from films so he had all these shots from like species and like the the famous like basic instinct was in there and it's like you're really just boosting up the numbers with these like even yeah. even at the age of like 14 we're going this isn't cutting it like this isn't this isn't getting the job done this doesn't count yeah. if we could go yeah. and get if we could access this from just walking into video easy you shouldn't be charging us for this on a CD rom yeah 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 this isn't the forbidden fruit no um yeah absolutely yeah um, but Species. Well, I remember always thinking like I should watch the full thing of this because it was oh, getting species. a pretty good run on that CD. Yeah, she's like a mm. I don't know she's an alien that's a nude for yep. like the whole thing because she's an alien. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that she has to be wearing clothes. I guess. I you know what I once worked in a job where um, and this this is oh, how long ago was this? This is probably this is this is nearly twenty years ago. So think of the internet and how that all worked at that stage. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think I didn't. I don't think I had the internet at home, and I think I was trying to download very small clips of porn at work. And <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, and you know, again, it wasn't like now. Like you'd be lucky to download twenty a twenty second clip. That yep. would be a, a big effort. Yep. And I remember doing that a couple of times and being like, oh, it was such an effort to do. I was like, oh, fuck this. And then my boss coming in like a week later and going, or, you know, a week or two later going, yeah, there's been these massive downloads, you know, in, in you know, at, at the job. Yeah. And the job, there was only, there was only about five people that worked at this business. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we've been stung by our internet company, all this extra money because we've been downloading too much stuff. And, yeah, it seemed like on this day, like two weeks ago, we downloaded all this extra stuff and it's really blown out the bill. And we're really tracking down, we're trying to track down Uh-oh. why this happened. And I'm like, yeah, probably, oh, it's just probably one of those things. Yeah, it's just a glitch. Just, yeah. you know, what are you going to do now? It's done now. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Someone I guess you probably just, just got a big email forget by about accident. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one of those things. Probably a surge. Probably mm. a surge in the internet. Yeah, and that's what's happened there. So anyway, it, and it and it and it went on, and she's like, and, and the boss was sort of like, "Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of it." And I'm like freaking out, just going, "Oh God!" And I'm like, honestly, right on the verge of going, "Fuck, okay, I just have to come clean. I just have to walk in and go, yeah, I don't have internet at home, and I, I really wanted to jerk off over that's the image like, of other people having sex on screen. Surely, I, I just." The most humiliating way of losing your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like going, well, I guess the the only thing you can do is get on the front foot and go, at least that's Maybe they'll respect 5% that. better. Me coming clean, yeah. me being a big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, 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 yeah. you're playing the odds there because, you know, maybe all you're doing by doing that is just ratting yourself out. Maybe they would have never yeah. worked it out. You've got to, you've got to weigh well, up the odds. Well, honestly, I was sweating on it going, is this what I'm doing? I, 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 you know, I guess I should do it. Like me being sprung for it would be 100% humiliating. At least yep. if I get on the front foot, maybe it's 50-50. They go, well, you've said the right thing. You've, you've come to us first. Maybe we just forget about this, mm-hmm. whatever. And then like the next day it comes through. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the day that we downloaded all this new my ob programs or whatever. So that's oh, probably yes. it. I'm like, yes, yes, that's it. That's <laughs> yes. absolutely it. Uh-huh. I can tell that's what it is. Yep. That's classic Microsoft. Absolutely. Yep. I was like, fucking great. Fucking Saved hell. By oh my, my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, yucky finally, old boner. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I was. Um, I, I could mind my own business and not have yep. to tell them about my my. <laughs> you must have had the most. My, uh, the most out of control celebratory jerk off the back of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that, on the great fifteen minute, fifteen second clip that I downloaded, I yep. treated myself to an extra long one. Yeah. God, back then it'd take you like a day to just download one little porno clip that then you really would have to. You just would be. You would know that thing inside and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like. Okay, I guess I'm. Ch- I'm guess I'm changing my fetishes to whatever I've got in this whatever 15 seconds. Is. Yep. Mislabeled, yep. but sure. Someone sucking off a horse. I guess that's just going to have yeah. to do it. That actually, <laughs> that actually happened. The, the amount of times that would happen to me on LimeWire, where you'd be like looking up, looking up. You know, you'd put in whatever, just kind of generic porno stuff you wanted, and then it would be someone getting fucked by a horse. Just being like, ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, this took all day. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, I guess I have to jerk off. I got nothing else. Well, I guess I've uh, I guess got this no choice. Do I? Do I? Do I fantasize I'm the horse this time, or do I mm-hmm. fa- fantasize I'm the guy this time? Which yep. Which one is it? Yeah, I got to mix it must up. Must have been confusing. This might have to last me a few months. Yeah. Well, All thanks, right, well, horse <laughs> cock, or whatever. Thanks, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Haley, but <laughs> sorry for getting there. Um, thanks, Haley. All right, thanks, Hayley. Uh, let's just do one more. Sure. Um, I've, I've held off my child being in the room for for long enough. I, yep. I need to go out and become a parent again. So we better just wrap this up. Uh, yep. Let's just do one more. Um, all right. Thank you very much to Patreon subscribe. Oh, wow. Okay. Gee, speak of the devil. Um, yeah, we were just we were just talking about how why there hasn't been any you know teen teen comedies. It turns out there's there's actually. Um, the, the latest teen comedy, screwball sexual comedy, is oh, actually yeah. um, the subscriber, the fifth subscriber this week. Um, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Comedy Pie. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Have you heard about this one? Yeah. Is this where the guy um, puts his dick in some comedy? Uh, he put, puts his dick in a, in a – he thinks he's all alone on stage at Spleen, but yep. um, turns out that uh, there's actually a full house there. Um, right. seeing, he, seeing him stick his dick in a, in the comedy pie, and I'm up right. the back lighting him like he's he's, he's he actually fucks it for long. for over six minutes. He goes yeah, for yeah, too yeah. long. He's fucking yeah. it for eight minutes, sticky and I feet. and I and I have to say to him, "Man, yeah, sticky feet, sticky dick, the lot." Yep. And I'm yep. like, "Man, you got to trim that. That's mm-hmm. you know, there was there was there was two minutes in the middle there that that where you you were fucking that dick and it wasn't that funny. You need to chop that out. Yeah. Or, or make it better. Make yep. it better. Um and uh. Yeah, 
so so check out that when when uh, cinemas yep. open again. It's just it's highly. Oh, it's at the cinemas. Like James, they're not putting yeah. it on streaming. You've got to go into the cinema to check it out. Yeah, that's it. It's just it's well, it's the same as that new James Bond film. They've just Yay. been holding it back and holding right. it back right. until the cinemas are open again. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're, yeah. It's it's a Christopher Nolan production. He's like very. <laughs> he's intended it to be seen in four K. In the city, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can't be watching Comedy Pie on the back of a yeah. seat you know, on a plane. Exactly. It absolutely ruins it. They get the ratios all wrong. It's fucking. It's an absolute waste out. of time. Yeah. As Scorsese would is already saying you mm. you can't be watching it. He's like off that. It. You've yeah. got it. You got to You got to get Comedy Pie on the widescreen. All right. Well, thanks everyone for supporting the show on Patreon. Head to littledumdumclub.com, Grab yourself a ticket to our Zoom show this Saturday, August the twenty eighth, eight pm Melbourne time. We will see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.